I've been alone with you inside my mind. Do 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 do. Uh, and in my dreams, I've kissed your lips a thousand times. I've seen you walk something by my door. I don't know song. Hello. Oh, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. You're all I ever wanted. My arms are open wide. Cause you know just what to say. And you know just what to do. You're all I ever wanted. You fucking noob. I don't know. Wow, I, was trying, I was trying to think of... There we go. Perfect. We are starting the new tradition of starting every podcast with a cover by Thomas Griffin. No. <laughs> Fine, we'll rotate. I'll do it next week. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. Anyway, don't know me and Thomas, it. we're sitting here before the podcast just talking, and then he said he had a funny Tim Allen story, so I said we better start the podcast then. Because you know that Screen Wings is a podcast about Tim Allen. So, like, do you ever just, like, kind of, like, sit and reflect and you get, like, not nostalgic, but you, like... I get depressed. Do you ever, like, think about, like... Like early things that you learned and how you like learned them, and you're like, oh, this is kind of how this was like instilled in me, or like something like what, that. Like through movies or something like like through movies, maybe like a concept or a word you learned. Yeah, and you were, I, like, I actually had a, I had a uh, last movie day mm-hmm. when Lucero stayed over. He stayed over. Yeah, was it the last movie day? Lucero stayed over. That was, that was a few movie days ago, I think. Because last movie day, he woke me up. And Just kidding. Like, the movie day before that. It was the day we went to see Midsommar. Okay. Um, we talked like for like four hours about kind of similar stuff. Being huh. like, We were talking about how um, specifically he said that he was trying to make the point that he doesn't really like a lot of like children's movies anymore because he doesn't think that the messages are like as deep or as profound as when like we were kids and I was arguing that the messages are only going to be profound and deep for you if you're a child like you're going to be hit by these things at different like when you're a child kind of thing like watching if we saw like movies from our childhood for the first time now I don't think we would have that same, like, profound, like... I, I, I see what he's saying, because, like... No, I do, too. If you were to watch, like, Land Before Time versus, like, Despicable Me, there would be, like, a big, like, total Yeah, difference. but it's the same thing at the same time. Like, not every movie now is going to have, like, this deep, profound lesson. But not every movie from our childhood did either. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing. Like, because w- there are tons of movies when I think back. Like, I think that a lot of what happened to me as a child and as I grew up, like, even into high school, like, what I was affected by film. Mm. Like, it, it teaches you lessons. And I think that that never really goes away, but the messages hit you harder as a child because you learn faster as a child and you're less accustomed to different ideas. Yeah. So, like, I was just saying that the messages now are still really 
like there are a lot of really profound messages to kids now. That's all I was saying. Like they're still there. And it's just like we remember the best of like these movies that we watched as a kid. Yeah, there's a lot like of there's a lot of there's shit. a lot of shit movies that we watched as kids, but like you're not gonna even remember them until they bring it up and be like, Oh my god, I did watch that movie. Like, I'm not saying this is a shitty movie, but nobody's talking about like, oh yeah, I really got uh, the profound messages from Osmosis Jones. Yeah. Like, nobody's saying that, you know? I'm not, I don't really remember if the movie was good. They had a show, right? There was a show. There was a cartoon. Was it a show and then a movie or a movie and then a show? It was a movie, then a show. Uh, Uh, Who was in the movie? Was it John Goodman? No, it It was... Bill Murray plays the main, like, human dad. And then Chris Rock. Chris Rock. And who was... Oh, gosh. I don't... I know it's somebody. I don't remember who it was, though. Because I haven't Osmosis? No, not Osmosis the movie. Osmosis Jones the movie. Directed by the director of Green Room. Really? (laughs) Peter Pirelli. Well, and Dumb and Dumber. And me, myself, and Irene. You mean Green Book. Did I say Green Room? Yes. Dude... I keep doing that, and it makes me so upset, because I I watched Green Book, and I thought it was abysmal, and I love Green Room. Yeah. But yes, the the Ferrelli brothers made Osmosis Jones. Oh. That doesn't surprise me. They've got some good early movies. I I, I like Dumb and Dumber. I like Dumb and Dumber. Personally, I love Kingpin. Kingpin is a very good movie. You're right. I I didn't hate Dumb and Dumber 2. I'm like one of the only people that didn't hate Dumb and Dumber 2. I I saw it in theaters with like my buddy. We watched them back to back. I'm like, this was a fun time. I did the same thing with Garrett. Okay. Uh, we watched like the first one, then we went to the theater to see the second one. Like I thought the second one was funny. Like I thought. It had its, like, funny moments. I just didn't think, like... But I didn't think the through line was as strong. Well, no, and I don't I don't think it's nearly as strong of a movie. But, like, there was, there's a bunch of people that always, like, loop it together. They're like, oh, it's just as bad as, like, Zoolander 2. Like, they, like, bunch it in with a bunch of, like, these other comedy sequels. I'm like, it See, wasn't that bad. Like, I enjoyed it. I think the main reason why people do that is because those, like, sequels, those, like, properties from the 90s... Mm-hmm all do the same thing where it's like it's a sequel many years later and it's pretty much the same film again yeah. and it's just like it, it like the the comedy doesn't hit the same as it yeah. did back in the 90s but I, I think I'm more prone to being like don't judge it with Zoolander 2 because I don't I never saw Zoolander 2 but I didn't like Zoolander 1 yeah, I, I'm just like, ah, it's okay, I guess. I thought I thought that Dumb and Dumber 2 was better than Dumb and Dumber-er. I have not seen Dumb and Dumber-er. That one has Shia LaBeouf as a horse in it. When did it come out? Like 2001 or so something I could like that. Pick when it. I was like a kid. So I could pick it for my pick. You could. And you know what? I don't know if I'd be mad because I liked that movie when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, so maybe you would like it, and you're like, "No, this is the best." Of the maybe series. I like. I remember. <laughs> I remember like specific scenes from they it. They should do a Kingpin two. Speaking of, uh... I don't know if I agree with that. Kind of like Kingpin as a standalone film. That and the Ferrelli brothers. I don't know. I don't know if they got it anymore. That Green Book. 
Green Book was funny, but it wasn't three it stooges. It was not funny. <laughs> you don't even eat ch- fried chicken? <laughs> you people love fried chicken. Apparently, I I don't remember the real guy's name that the movie is based uh, on. But apparently his family fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> they were like... Well, they didn't even talk to any of the family yeah, they, in the movie. I'm like, how do you make a movie about someone but not interview anyone about it? I was like... Eh. Yeah, maybe if it's like a fucking Don release or something, but even then you should be like fucking interviewing historians or something. But uh, back, back to what I was saying earlier. Oh, uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, so I... I was thinking about uh, when I was a little kid and how I came to learn what the term adopted means, or the word adopted means, like adoption. Uh, Because I remember always, like, hearing, you know, the fucking meme in, like, TV and movies of, you're adopted. And I had no idea what it means. And I remember... I was convinced I was adopted. Were you? Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not bald. My dad's bald. How is it possible? Because I was a kid. I was a dumbass. Uh, But, uh, and I remember one time, before I knew what the word adopted meant, I was in my room, and I was playing with some toys. And I did this thing when I was a kid, whenever I would, like, play with toys, I would, like... Stick them up your butt? No. Every time I played with toys, I was creating my own movie. And I would, like, picture, I'm like, this actor is this toy, this actor is this toy. And I remember, like, I had Tim Allen in this one. And he told, like, his son that he was adopted. But I didn't know what it meant. So I just had him, like, go through, like, some, like, alternate dimension vortex. You're adopted. Oh, no! Yeah. (laughs) And then I remember, like, shortly after, I'm like, it's like a a wizard spell. You say, you're adopted, and it opens a vortex. Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, what I thought. It's it's one word. You're adopted. (laughs) So I I asked my parents, and then they told me what adoption really is. And I was like, oh. you're like, I wasn't that far off. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... But yeah, that's that's our funny Tim Allen story for this week, and that is also my movie pitch. Is it? No. I mean, it could be. I don't fucking... Uh, I didn't think of one. Oh, let's see if I have any funny Tim Allen stories. Um, I was thinking about The Santa Claus. Not a good movie. Uh, I personally enjoy the second one, and I don't really know why... But they're not good movies. I have the third one's really bad, but kind of funny bad. I have like memories of all three of them, but uh, yeah, uh, I remember. I remember them not being very good. <laughs> when the Santa Claus three came out, I was really scared that that was gonna happen. That it was gonna be bad. No, wait, hold on. When did Santa Claus three come out? Like, 2006 or 7 is my guess. 2006. So, yeah, I was 9. I didn't know, like, Santa didn't exist until, like, 10 and a half or 11. I was kind of late on the train of finding out he didn't exist. I think that's late. I don't know. That's fine. I, I was about in, 
like a freshman in high school when I became like an atheist, which is kind of this yeah, kind of the same thing. <laughs> which is funny because I'm pretty sure I stopped believing in God before I stopped believing in Santa. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God doesn't make any sense, but a fat guy with a beard—that's got to be possible. Because my main thing in God, I was just like, nobody lives in the clouds. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I was, th- this was like at the end of, like near the end of me believing in Santa, but I was really afraid. Do you remember the Santa Claus 3? Yeah, Martin Short. Martin plays, Short. Uh, Jack and he, Frost. Yeah, and he, he takes over. Yeah. Uh, but then he changes it into like this, everybody forgets what the media Christmas is, and like he turns it into a big amusement park. If you remember oh, that. Yeah. Well. There, there, I was there like really, a whole thing where everybody forgets Tim Allen was Santa Claus? Yeah, because he because yeah. he goes back in time. Because the whole thing, it's called the escape clause. And there's a snow globe that Tim Allen can use. Uh, he can go, I don't, I wish I was never Santa. And he uses it with the snow globe or something or some, something like that. And it reverts back to when he became Santa. And Jack Frost tricks him into saying it. Like, he says it, but he's recording it. And then he goes like, hey, hey, I'm playing it again. And then they go back in time to that night, like the, the first night from the first move, and Jack Frost puts on the coat. So then it was like, he never became Santa at all. Deep. Yeah. It was pretty epic. But then, profound. then it suddenly cuts to that same time, and then the Scott Calvin... It's just he's the evil businessman and an evil business plan. Santa is Jack Frost. Jack Frost turns the North Pole into an amusement park that they could go to and meet Santa and get buy toys or something like that. Like it's capitalism. That, that's what scared me. Ah! I guess I was just a communist my entire life. I just didn't know. <laughs> I was like, no, you're ruining the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> You're ruining. Capitalism is ruining the spirit of Christmas. Capitalism is the spirit of yeah, Christmas. Yeah, but as a child, you don't get that. You're just like, oh, it's about giving and sharing and the love. <laughs> because you think, yeah, presents don't cost anything. Because you're a child. Children don't have, like, they don't understand the concept of money very well. Even when they do, they're like, yeah, five bucks. That's about how much Bill Gates has, right? You know, it's just like. <laughs> It's just like when you look at billionaires and they're like, how much does a banana cost? 20 bucks? I, I don't... What? Have you ever seen... I can't remember who it was, but there was some like really rich person. Uh, it was like an interview and they're like, I don't know, what, what's a banana gotta cost? Like 10 bucks? Because <laughs> they just didn't... You lose when you have absolutely soon, no money. Soon, people, people that don't like have any need for money like that don't depend on it they lose sight in like what everything's worth kind of thing like, like I, I definitely money, understand but also as out. kids like you don't really get how much things cost like you don't understand the concept very well you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah like obviously they, they don't like have because they don't have jobs they don't have anything they need to buy okay I, I thought it had stopped recording for a second yeah it's 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 being just I think it's just the screen that's being laggy. It does that sometimes. Uh, like, I, I definitely understand, like, the sentiment. Uh, 
I don't know. Like, I, I guess it depends on the kid. Because, you know, some kids are brighter than others. Some kids develop faster, you know. Like, in terms mentally, not physically. Don't give me that fucking look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What, like, uh, what, well, it's funny because I think I was a fucking dumb. Like, generally. Like, until I was, like, 14. Like, even though I was, I was in a bunch of, like, the gifted and talented classes in, like, elementary school. I don't know if your school had those. They were, like, kind of, like, honors classes, but uh, just... I th- they might have, but the I think that was more common was I think that they would just bump kids up to the next grade. Oh. Uh, yeah, they didn't do that a lot in my school. Like, they, they had, like, these gifted and talented classes, and I was in those from, like, second grade to, like, fifth grade. And then, like, seventh and eighth grade, I went to, like, this weird public charter school that I fucking hated. And then I was in, like, honors and AP classes somewhat in high school, but, like, not as much as others, because I'm like, I don't want to do all this extra work for nothing. (laughs) When I was in high school, I took uh, back and forth. Like, uh, my freshman year, I was in honors English. Uh, Failed it. I was, too. Uh, and I almost fell. I'm like, I need to switch out. Bye. And then I, I went to a regular English class. I'm like, yeah, regular. I don't understand how this is so much easier. Like, the honors classes is like. See, it's not that honors I thought classes. honors was hard. It's just that there's, like, in a, a clear, like, abundance extra of work. Yeah, that no, I that's just, exactly I, it. That I was just like, I'm, like, I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, I'm a literal child. High schoolers are still children, you know, like in a lot of ways. I'm like, stop giving them so much work for nothing. Like, it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, gotta write this essay. Have you read a freshman's essays? Even if they're in honors classes. They're bad. Fucking terrible. I found some, like, on my uh, Google Drive or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my god. (laughs) Like, even from my junior year, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm just like, did I write like There's this? There's shit. I found, I found like an essay I wrote in like fifth grade. I'm like, these are like the exact same essay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, but my- And I'm like, I thought I was smart in high school. But yeah, like I would, I would be like straight A's in regular English and then like honors English. It was just like, nope. And I- <laughs> I remember my junior year was when it became, like, a real big problem because uh, my freshman teacher, like, she she pulled me aside and she talked to me, like, once or twice. But, like, my... It's like my... Uh, when I got to Junior's Honors English, I had, it was that teacher's first year teaching. Mm-hmm. So it's like she was... She's like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna help this guy. I'm gonna make sh- like I'm gonna try to motivate him and get I'm him gonna through. stand and deliver this guy. But Thomas in high school did was a very different person than he is now, but very similar in a lot of ways, obviously. But I gave no fucks. Like that was my philosophy in high school. That's how I got through high school. I I was literally I really cared up until senior year I, when I didn't care at all and I almost failed. I was just like I don't give a shit about anything. I was really mean to people sometimes because if they were annoying me or if I didn't like a person, I was just blunt with them. I was just like, "Hey, you're fucking annoying me. Get away from me." Which 
sometimes I felt was more justified than others. There, there are times that I kind of reflect on. I'm like, oh, I was kind of an asshole. But there are other times where I'm like, I think I was kind of in the right on that one. But it depends. It's very situational. But anyway, back to the point of my story here. I oh, had yeah. I had 80 missing assignments my junior year. Oh, because shit. once the first quarter oh. happened, she was like, look, you're going to fail this class if you don't get like 100% on everything in the second quarter. So you're like, well, I better just stop doing work. Yeah. So I stopped doing work. I didn't read any of the books. I didn't even bother like spark noting them, which got oh really awkward. Oh my god, I spark noted I don't know. Like, I, I read a decent amount in high school. I don't know if I read any of the like required reading. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I remember like there there was like one point where we were reading the Scarlet Letter. I was the only guy in the class, by the way, only male. So she. So you just watched Easy A? No. Well, I had seen Easy A, but so you're like, I know the story. It's a pretty good. Movie. I ba- I would basically like listen in class and then just kind of go off that on the very. But she'd be like, "How about we get the male perspective for this?" And I'd just kind of be like at my desk and I'd be like, "She's all." I'd be like, "I'm going to be honest. Didn't read." And then you put on glasses and people would go, "Oh, yeah." And I'd just go back to drawing because I drew a lot in high school. And then, oh uh, yeah, no, I, I was a little fucking. A wanker in high school. <laughs> a wanker. I had a real big ego problem because of my fucking acting. <laughs> told me that. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I was that's, the lead role in Beauty and the time. Beast, and I never, like, I never got, like, an ego problem. It, uh, it's, it's a Probably because I fucking hated myself. That was it. I mean, I hated myself, too, but... But it, you still thought you were better than everyone. <laughs> See, it's a weird situation. I, it, Welcome it's to Screen Weeds, where we talk about story. books and theater. <laughs> that, maybe I'll tell that one on like a much later episode, but I don't feel like diving into my fucking high school trauma. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, that's like, that's where a lot of my entry, because this is actually important to me liking movies. I didn't really get into movies probably until. About this time two years ago. That's when I really dove into movies. Like, I started watching a ton. And I started trying to, like, branch out and watch more things that I hadn't seen kind of thing. Yeah. Because I've always liked movies. That was that was but, me at the end of high school. Because, uh... But, like, end of high school, I was still, like, doing stuff with, like, the band I was in. And I was really into video games. So, like, that's what I was doing. And then I moved to Washington. And I'm just like, I'm going to start watching movies. I started a really. I had a. I had a review thing on an Instagram account for a while, mm. and it got like a small following. And then I started reading them back like eight months ago, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so then I deleted them all, and I deleted that account. So I'm like, "This is really bad." Yeah, because it was like right at the beginning. And I'm just like. That was the first time I saw King Kong, though, and I gave that a nine. So I'm like, well, some things still stay the same. Uh, yeah, because I grew up watching, like, horror movies, and that basically, like, carried me through middle school. And then I got, like, really into anime. And then... <laughs> same. One, then, uh... 
by time like my freshman year wrapped up, uh, I I because I had never like watched any anime until like no, the no summer anime. between my uh, like eighth grade and ninth grade year, and then I basically like binged through Dragon Ball Z and One Piece and Naruto like all within like high school, and then I like obviously explored like other shows like uh, that were a bit a bit more uh, <laughs> or I should say a bit less shonen. Yes, that's a nice picture of Martin Short that you are showing me right now. London. That's Jack Frost from the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Wait a minute. Uh, it's the Santa Claus 3. But I don't see a the anywhere on this poster except for the escape clause. God damn. They were, they were too lazy. They said that he could use his imagination. But yeah, when, once I got like out of High school, because, like, my, uh, when I was, like, in high school, that was also when I, like, started getting more into, like, Channel Awesome reviewers, and that eventually, like, Hey, everybody, I'm the Nostalgia Critic! I remember it, so you don't have to! Today, we're reviewing Secret of Noon 2. Yes. Uh. <laughs> I don't get it! Why does everybody like this? Who else was on there? The, uh, the... Uh, was Spoonie on there? Yeah, Spoonie was Fuck, on there. I remember watching Spoonie and then that whole shit went down. Like, uh-oh! Yeah, no. Spoonie's a psychopath! <laughs> a lot of Spoonie's them. evil! A lot of Channel Awesome people turned out to be not very good people. Yeah. Uh, Even some of the people that are still on it, like, I don't know. They could probably be evil, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust th- them. There are some that I still watch, though. Like, I still, uh... Really fuck with uh, Todd in the Shadows, but he. A lot of them are people who left Channel Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, who was the nostalgia chick, she she does some like really interesting videos. I don't watch all of them. But is she the violin person? Lindsay Ellis? Yeah, isn't there a person that like plays the violin? Uh, that's. I know who you're talking about. I might be getting their names mixed up. Hold on. I'm Lindsay Ellis. No, she's a. Uh, you're right. Okay. What am I thinking of? I I know. Uh, she was big like a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I don't. Remember. Lindsay Ellis is pretty big now too, though, right? Like, uh, like her. She's been doing like more video essays, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her show's like pretty good. Like, yeah, that's she, that's what she I'm saying. Thought, she's, she's one of the ones I still. Well, watch. yeah, and she's like in that same group of people, like H uh, Bomber guy and like Folding Ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck! If you guys don't, haven't seen Folding Ideas videos, go watch it because they're great. Oh, is it Lindsay Sterling? Lindsay, Lindsay Sterling. Sterling. I don't know. I'm tired and I'm sick, so I'm just like, uh, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> My bad. I'm just like, whoa, is she the same person? <laughs> You're fine. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, and then I'd, I'd say, like, the point where I became, like, a bit more pretentious with, like, my film taste was, like, when I got into, like, YMS and, like, Ralph the Movie Maker and, like, Which is those so guys. funny looking back on it, because I'm like, especially with, like, I love you, Ralph, but, like, when I first got into Ralph, because we're like the same age, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, we're like following his taste. I'm like, but 
his taste kind of sucked back then. <laughs> like, yeah, Ra- like Ra- he's grown, but like he's I think two months older than me. Like we're pretty much the exact same age. So like following yeah. his stuff, I'm just like, it's like I'm following an echo of an echo kind of thing. Uh, because we always echo people that we listen to a lot. Oh, like, yeah. That's just what happens. It, especially since like, you know, uh, I don't know if we've like got any on like recording where we might like fucking reference something or I know we we probably like reference like Super Mega once or twice and we've talked about them. I don't yeah. know if we've referenced them. I uh, try my very hardest not to reference. Yeah, that that's that's my big thing cuz I I definitely want to like take influence but I want to like build upon it and like create yeah. my own like our own sense of Yeah, exactly. Also if you're referencing things like that means that you should be referencing things with other people that yeah. have seen these things, you know? Yeah, yeah, Like, referencing things should be something that's kind of, like, an interpersonal-like thing with your friends. Just referencing things on the internet is just like, hey, 3% of the people watching get it? There's, and everybody else is just like, what? There are some memes, though, that, like, you get into, like, a habit <laughs> where you like you'll say it like well, yeah, how we so, how we would like say epic for everything yeah. a little while ago. Uh, Do you mean still? I, I'm 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 putting you the fucking just bricks. Said. Yeah, because I was referencing the work. I don't know. You started here first. Now I have the sound clip, and I'm gonna put it after everything I say for the rest of the video. Oh, great. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like uh. I'm sorry. What the fuck have we been talking about I don't for know. half an hour? We're <laughs> talking like, about we're Tim Allen. We're talking about Tim Allen. And you want to talk then, about the fucking funny cowboy movie we watched? We need to talk about other films we've seen in the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Hi. Hold on, everybody. I'm the dancing pig and I can do anything I want. Hey, everybody, go yeah. watch The Dancing Pig. It came out in 1907. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, we just watched it. Uh, pretty good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap a trigger warning on there. If uh, you are afraid of a pig's coming face, <laughs> don't watch this movie. Or just fursuits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway... um. It's been, we had to take a week off, so we've had a decent amount of time uh, to watch films. Thomas, have you seen any other films besides these two? Yeah. Uh, I went and I saw... Oh, you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have not, but hopefully I'm seeing Tuesday. I'm going to be seeing it again tonight with my dad. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, I thought it was pretty good. Not Tarantino's best. But, uh... Not his worst. Yeah. I think Death Proof is his worst, personally. That's just me, though. Uh, it's just preference thing. Uh, I still haven't seen, uh... I saw Death Proof when I was a kid, but I don't remember it, so I'm not gonna pretend I watched it. And I haven't seen Jackie Brown. I I like Jackie I Brown. I haven't seen either Kill Bill, either. I'd highly recommend watching... I think I've seen all the other ones. Wait, he was one of the directors on Sin City as well, right? He directed, like, one scene. Oh, okay. Because I haven't seen Sin City either. Uh, 
I'd watched the first Sin City. I think the first Sin City is pretty good. I never watched the second one, but I heard it was pretty bad. Nice. Uh. I, yeah, Dame to Kill For or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I also heard bad things. And, uh, yeah, I, like, I'd honestly recommend watching, like, all Tarantino movies. Like, I think they've all got something that you can get out of them. Okay. Uh, if you're into, like, Tarantino movies, you know, some people don't like the violence or the feet, but you can get the over it. The violent feet. The violent feet. Uh, but if you can get over that stuff, then you're in for a probably pretty fun time. But, yeah, I watched that, and then for the first time, I watched uh, Death Note, the Netflix original live ah, action. yeah. You thought it was pretty bad? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, but Willem Dafoe's good in it? He's barely in it, but yeah, the parts he was in were pretty good. And Laketh Stanfield or whatever is in it as well? Yeah. Oh. I thought, I thought he... I thought he performed What about the, the guy who plays, well. uh, whatever his name is? Light yeah. Turner? Yeah. Not is Light Yogg. Is he epic? Uh. Is he really good? He is not very good. I, it's probably mostly the writing, but maybe a little bit performance-wise. There, there are some scenes that, you know, I like to give actors like, a little bit of wiggle room when it comes to, like, if I see a bad performance from him. Uh, you know, because it could be, like, bad direction. Like, th- there's a lot that can lead to a performance seeming bad. But what else is... Because this one is Nat Wolf? Uh, yeah. And Alex from is the, the one in Hereditary. Movie. Yes. Uh, I also think Alex Wolf's a better actor. I think that they're both, from what I've seen of them. I the personally same... think he's very good in Hereditary. I know you didn't, but... Yeah. Uh, I need to rewatch Hereditary. I'm debating whether I should did rewatch I, it before. Remember, did I talk about Mint Somar last week or two weeks ago? I don't know if you did or not. I don't think so, because I think it was... Because... I haven't. No, because it was. There we go. I watched it the day after we recorded the podcast. Oh, okay. I saw Midsommar. Good? Bad? Middle? It was pretty good. Like, I gave it a six. Yeah, I, I was I expecting to walk in and be blown away. See, I. Like, for, just because I'd been recommended it by so many people that, like, I was like, like, my girlfriend, like, gave it a ten. Joe gave it a 10. Michael gave it a 10. I know. I didn't think I was going to give it a 10. I knew knew Lucero really liked it. He was the only person who I had heard, like, really, uh, like, radiating, like, this film was great. Yeah, and then I walked in, and I watched it, and I walked out, I'm like, that was pretty good. Yeah, And then I was just like, I don't get why it's so well received, though. Like... I didn't. I really, really like Hereditary. I know you weren't the biggest fan, but I like everything I really liked about Hereditary. I really didn't like about this. I want pretty much. I want to watch Hereditary again because I want to see if it's the actual movie I had a problem with, or whether it was my expectations for the Ah, movie. What I wanted the movie to be versus what it was. Because I remember I walked out of there and I was really 
Spoiler alert for Hereditary. If you haven't seen that, I'm going to just... It's not like a big spoiler, but I'm going to spoil a little bit. So if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff... Skip ahead. Skip three ahead. Minutes. Like, yeah, three minutes will probably put you somewhere spoiler-free. Because I'm not going to talk about it for very long. But I remember... Uh, I didn't like the fact that it was, like, supernatural. I really wanted it to be, like, psychological. And uh, Mm. I thought, like, just the situation that the film had created with, you know, the whole daughter thing. Yeah. And, like, how the family would deal with that was really interesting. And then they didn't, like, it didn't go anywhere from, like, that point Mm. that I wanted it to. There were things that I'd rather be seeing, but the film just kind of went... Now we're gonna do like the Rosemary's Baby Exorcist. Maybe it's just like because I didn't really have any expectations for it, so I'm like, wow, I really like that. Maybe it was expectations. I don't know. Or you just didn't really like it, which is fine too. Like I, I remember thinking like because there were positives. Like I, I didn't hate the movie. Like I, yeah. I, I, I would still classify it as a good movie. I'd still recommend it to people. Yeah. It's just that I personally was just like meh because. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like the supernatural thing when I watched it, and that's why I want to rewatch it again to see if it's uh, to see like maybe accepting what the movie is and seeing if I like it any better. I really, really, really like the script in Hereditary for the most part, like the interact the dialogue between the family. I remember thinking it was pretty good looking for the most part. Yeah, I think that Ari Aster and I think Ari Aster's. Definitely nails the visual aesthetic in Midsommar like really well. It's a beautiful film, uh, but everything I loved about the dialogue in Hereditary, I kind of hated the dialogue in Midsommar. See, I've I've heard that like that character writing in Midsommar was really good, but I, I thought it was bad. <laughs> okay, like I didn't uh, think it was terrible. It's just like I I honestly the the. The pacing in Midsommar is really, really good. It's two and a half hours, but it felt a lot shorter. And I honestly think they could have made it a three-hour movie. And it would have benefited so much from, like, extra exposition or extra dialogue. Because, like, it's just, like, there's some parts that just feel rushed. Like, to, like, cram in. And then there's some parts that I'm just, ugh. Yeah. Um, Like, I still enjoyed it, but... I didn't enjoy it as much as um, Aladdin. Aladdin? From this year. If I'm gonna be completely honest. Well, I gave Aladdin... I enjoyed Aladdin. I gave it a six. I gave it so far. I can't argue against Aladdin because I haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. And you won't. And I I won't see it. You can never rebut my argument that Aladdin is a more competently made film (laughs) than Midsommar. You know, when both those movies Uh, come out... Maybe not competently made. No, it's... uh, I would... Besides the opening scene of Aladdin, I think that it's well made. The opening scene's kind of bad. I might take you up on this. I don't since think you've you would cha- like it. Since you've challenged well, I, me. See, I don't I didn't have any expectations for it because I'm not a big fan of the original Aladdin. I'm not a big fan of most original Disney classics. If you guys want to see a sick, epic video where I try to take down London's opinion with facts and logic. With facts and logic that are all not subjective, but objective. 
because film is objective. What are we going to go a frame by frame comparison of Aladdin and Midsommar? Be like, perfect. Let me know in the comments if you want to see this. No. <laughs> I don't know which one I enjoyed more, actually. Uh, they're pretty close. I, from my enjoyment level, they were pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, your, from your own personal enjoyment level, that's perfectly fine. Like you're From alive. my personal scale, I would put them near to each other. But I also like musicals, too. So yeah. That might be it. Uh, I don't even really give a shit about the original Aladdin. Yeah. Or most... Of Disney's movies, besides so, the Rocketeer, oh. Rocketeer is a fucking classic. Classic. He's got a jetpack. He's oh. got to escape from the Nazis. Jennifer Connelly. What's the guy's name in it? Cliff. Cliff. Cliff Duncan. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh. But I, yeah, I watched those two movies. You watched Midsommar. I watched Midsommar. I watched... Ooh. Did I tell you about The Signal? The, like, independent film from, like, 2009? Not six? that one. There's another movie called The Signal from 2014. That, uh... I think it wants to be a smart movie. It's so bad. It's a terrible film. Huh. But I loved it. Like, I gave it a 1 out of 10. But that was almost a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm just... Th- there's gonna be some... Th- I'm gonna talk about spoilers for this movie that everyone should watch, but it doesn't really matter because this might just make you watch it more. So, just, just be warned. Um, I'm just gonna go through a brief rundown. I, I wrote... Cliff notes for the entire film. I'm just going to go through it real quick. No interruptions. You ready? Go. The film centers around these two guys in a hacking war with a hacker named Nomad. One of the main characters wears glasses, and literally every scene they cut to him, he is adjusting his glasses. Like, he's like, he's like pushing them up like he's about to do some epic hacking. <laughs> they find where Nomad did his last hack from and head there to an abandoned house in the middle of nowhere and it's the middle of night. Uh, They're also traveling with uh, the main character's girlfriend which will be important in a second. They go into the house they don't find anything except a bunch of like wires in the basement that are like leading up to stuff. They're like oh this must have been where he was doing everything. And suddenly they hear the main character's girlfriend start screaming for help. So they start running back to the car and they can't find her. So they, they're like looking around. They like look by a tree and they look to their right and they see her. And then she starts uh, being dragged up into the air by nothing. Ah. And then they start running. Right now, by the way, this has all been like found footage because they're like, we're going to catch this hacker dude. So th- this is important that this is found footage. Then suddenly it cuts to black. And the main character, I think his name was like Chris or something. Uh, let me check what his name was. I think it was Christian. No, it was Nick. I think it was Nicholas. Hmm. Uh, so he wakes up in like a hospital room and he has a wheelchair. What's important to note is that he had like a degenerative disease and he was like using crutches beforehand. 
but then he was able to run outside to chase after his girlfriend. Oh, but shh, just don't. So eventually he would have to use a wheelchair. So you wake up and he's like, oh, it's degenerative disease. He's just wheelchair. That's why he's in a wheelchair. And then he gets wheeled into a room and Lawrence Fishburne walks in. Oh! And he's in a hazmat suit. He's in like a white hazmat suit. It's like similar to a hazmat suit. And he's like, why are you wearing the suit? And he's like, you have been exposed to an extraterrestrial, pretty much. Uh, and he's like, we don't know what you got on you, kind of thing. He's like, can I see my family? He's like, no. Can I see my friends? No. He's like, why not? And he's like, you just can't. And I'm like, ah, you just can't. Also, no longer a found footage film. They just switch it. Oh, beautiful. But they say... Uh, he was, they were, like, contacted by aliens. And then he's like, I don't believe you. And he's like, well, look at this clip. And they look at the found footage from what they were watching. And he's like, he pauses it. And it was right near the doorway of this house they were going in. There was a tree. And they pause it. And they zoom into the branch. And there's a little alien head in the tree branch, like, popping out. God, I, I, and it's like the most generic alien you could think of, like just a big like teardrop head with like giant eyes. I, I love that cliche in movies, like. And then he says, "You weren't after no hacker." <laughs> oh my god, I hate that. Oh, um, so much. <laughs> so <laughs> then he starts talking to his uh, nerdy friend through the vents. But it's like, is he really there? We don't know. He's going, he might be going crazy. Mm-hmm. And he starts like remembering where the codes are for the doors. He's like, I'm going to escape from here. And he starts doing that when suddenly it, this goes on for like 10 minutes. Uh, and then his, his friend goes radio silent. Like he can't hear him through the vents. He's like, oh no. <laughs> and he's like, well, I got to make my escape. By the way, found out where his girlfriend is. She's just in a coma for some reason. Just for no reason, she's just in a coma. So he's, he wheels out in his wheelchair just somehow, and he's able to, you know, he remembers the code and he escapes. Well, he goes to get her, gets her, and he tries to escape. But he's in a wheelchair, so he can't press on the keypad. He's too far away. How, how tall is I don't know. <laughs> like, I'd probably be screwed in that situation if he can't reach it. So then uh, they sedate him, and he wakes up next to her, and she's just suddenly awake. She's like, hi. And I'm just like, what the fuck? But then she falls back asleep. I guess she falls back into her coma. And he's like, no. And he tries to get off the bed that he's on, and he falls over. And he realizes, wait a minute. The reason I was in a wheelchair wasn't because I couldn't use my legs. It was because I had alien robot legs this whole time. And I'm just like, it's been multiple days and you never looked at your legs? And you said this movie was coming across as... as It was trying to be smart. smart. A movie that just rapidly... It's like Changes genres halfway through from found footage to not... Was trying yeah. to be well, no, that was only like, <laughs> probably like 25 minutes in. The channel, oh, okay. Or like 20 minutes in. Uh, it was still dumb to have the found footage at all, though. It was literally just to set up the stupid shot of the alien in the tree. It's like the beginning of uh, like the new Spider-Man movies, except instead of like being like 
30 seconds to a minute, it's uh, the first 25 minutes. So, um, now that he realizes he has alien robot legs, he's like, oh, I can just use them now. He's like, oh, now that I know I have alien robot legs, I can walk with them. I'm like, okay, I guess. So then they're alien robot legs, so obviously they're super powered. So he just kicks down the door. Yeah. And he just picks her up and he just breaks out that way. Just by kicking down the doors. Let me guess. Then he cuts her open and she's just full of pork and beans. Um she he does find that she I didn't put this in like my synopsis because nothing ever comes of it, but she has a little alien robot part like on her neck. Oh. Of just course. like a tiny one. I'm like, okay, and nothing ever happens. Um so then he, he he they hitchhike with an old woman who's like da, 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 and she's obviously like kind of crazy but she's like nice and she takes him to a gas station and inside the gas station he like hides her in like a truck like a big 18 wheeler and he's like okay I'm going to go get supplies and I'm like with what money <laughs> and he he like mean what money he's got alien money yeah, and of course he's he's wrapped his legs in like he made like makeshift uh, pants out of like the the wrappings originally, so he has like makeshift pants on. And then he goes in the gas station, but uh oh, there's there's an alert on the TV being like, oh, watch out, armed criminals, and it's them being like, they gotta go back to the the hospital or whatever. He's like, oh no. So he goes outside and he's like, I gotta go get my girlfriend. And he's like, oh no, the truck's driving away. And I'm just like, what the fuck? But don't worry. Because he can also run at sonic speed. I was, I was going, so then he I, starts I running at like 70 miles an hour. And the guy's like, what the fuck? And he's like, stop the car. And the guy's like, no. And then the girl, she wakes up. She's awake. She pulls a gun on the guy. The guy just had his car. Oh. So then they steal the truck. Even though it'd be faster just for the guy to run and less conspicuous. But I guess it would hurt his robot legs. And then they start driving. They're like, we're going to get out of here. And uh-oh, they find a giant fucking like crevice in the ground at the end of the road. Just suddenly, there's a crevice. And they're like, it's like giant. They're like, what the fuck? So like, I guess we got to go around. So they start driving back the other way. And they're like, oh, they find another crevice. They're like, what the fuck's happening? Oh. So then they find an abandoned like house. To, like, hide in for now. And they find Nerd Boy is still alive. He had just broken out earlier by stealing somebody's hazmat suit. And I guess they just let him out because he had one. Beautiful. Um, but don't worry. He has giant robot hands. Oh, right. This movie sounds fucking, like, god. Damn, I don't even know. And then he's he's a nerd, so he knows what's going on. And he knows that the reason there's crevices everywhere is that they're actually in a quarantine zone in the middle of the desert still. So this whole thing is the facility still. And all the people they've been, like, talked to are actually people that have had, like, experiences with uh, extraterrestrials. And they're like, oh, yeah, all this time, Lawrence Fishburne, still in his hazmat suit, is walking around finding the people that uh, they've interacted with and shooting them in the head. Because he's a he's Lawrence Fishburne. And at one point, he does this thing where he, like, he does, like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking. He puts his hand on his chin, mm-hmm. but he has a hazmat suit on. So he just puts his hand 
where his chin would be on the hazmat suit. Anyway, I'm almost done, but I really want to talk about this film because it's so bad, but incredible. They go to a military checkpoint, which is like the only way out of this like crevice filled place. And they're like, oh, it's fine. I'm wearing a hazmat suit. They'll just let me out. They don't because that's dumb. And then they're like, oh, we're going to have to break out. So Robo Arm Man, nerd boy, he gets out. He punches one of the guys with the guns with his robot hand and then grabs the gun and starts shooting people while he runs to the control room because they had a they used a barricade. It wasn't like a regular barricade. They had something that came up and kind of like lifted the truck up just a little. So like, oh, it can't move. So he's like, oh, I got to go fix this. So he like goes in the control room, but somebody throws a grenade and it like it destroys the entire control room, but he's just like fine. He's like, ah, I got robot hands. That means I'm invincible. So then he runs outside and immediately gets shot twice. Ah, just immediately. He's like, oh, I'm dying, dude. And robot leg guys like running out. He's like, I'll save you. He's like, no, you gotta go. You gotta get out of here. Ah, I'm a hacker. So he's like, I got this. So then he just punches the barricade, like the thing that's holding them, and it explodes. And I'm like, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Because he had to die. Yeah. And then they start driving away. He's like, I'll save you. I'll get you guys some time. And then he does a superhero thing. He jumps in the air and slams his hand down and makes a giant shockwave. Oh, boy. And then they're driving, and they see another barricade. But this one's just cops and Lawrence Fishburne in his hazmat suits in the front. And he's like, oh. And they're like, we're just going to go off-roading then. And I'm like, what a terrible idea. You're going to off-road with an 18-wheeler? But then a sniper shoots one of the tires and they spin out and they like crash. And he's like, oh. he's all disoriented and he like blacks out for a second. And And he wakes up to them like taking the girl and they're like in a helicopter and they're flying off. Let me guess. He runs and jumps up to the helicopter. Uh, he, he's, like, getting up, and he's, like, preparing to run. And Damon, the uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, is like, you can't do this. You're not going to be able to catch her. And then an hour and a half into the film, we're almost, we're, like, five minutes from the end. No, we're, like, two minutes from the end. This guy, this main character, who's supposed to be, like, super smart and who can remember sequences... Finally looks at Damon's name tag and goes, wait, Damon backwards is nomad. And he finally understands that he was the hacker. (laughs) And I'm just like, what a stupid twist that literally anyone watching the movie can see. (laughs) And then he starts running. And he's running after the guy. And he's like, and he goes like supersonic speed. And then doesn't jump for the helicopter because he's too busy breaking through an invisible wall. Oh. Because they've been in a giant dome the entire time. And he's really on an alien spaceship. 
what? And then he turns to Damon, and Damon removes his helmet to see that he's actually just a faceplate, and there's a bunch of wires sticking out of his robot head into his suit. And Damon had been an alien robot the entire time. And then the movie ends. Quality cinema. I need you, after this podcast, I need you to look up the ending to this film and watch it and then read the comments. They're so funny. They're like, he didn't just shatter that wall. He shattered my mind. <laughs> like, people are like, this is the greatest sci-fi movie of all time. So, this is like the room of sci-fi movies? Well, no, because some people actually think it's, like, really good. Well, And I'm just like, what? Some people think some really bad movies are really good. There are people who really like Suicide Squad. I'm sorry I had to talk about that for, like, ten minutes, but I needed, it, I needed to tell you about it. It's fine. This. If you guys want a great sci-fi recommendation, it's watch History Netflix, of Future Book. That's also, that's, but uh, the signal is on Netflix. That's why I watched it. Okay. I'll uh, uh, well, probably, it's, since, it's, since it's a crisp 92 minutes based off your description. Something like that. It's like an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 40, but like it's. Oh, I don't know. An hour oh, and 40 is. Eight more minutes! <laughs> I, I know I sound like I'm joking, but I literally do that sometimes. I'll be like, I'll watch a 90-minute movie, and I'll I be like, 95? whoa, dude, an hour and 40 minutes? That's a, that's like 20 minutes from two hours. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> it's normally if I'm like, I gotta go to bed by this time, though, kind of deal. So an hour into the podcast... Oh, wait, I watched some other movies. Yeah, I was going to say... I'm just going to go through them real quick. You I didn't even them. mention the three-hour cut of a certain movie. Oh, what? yeah. Oh, fuck, I have so many movies. Oh, um, my God. This is going to be a five-hour podcast. So I watched Billy Elliot. Have you seen that one? No. It's a good one. It's about... A, it's about uh, it has Jamie Bell in it, if you're familiar with him. Uh, he's the other main... Like, he's the younger guy in Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. Like Chris Evans, like, best friend. Yeah. Um, but this was him when he was, like, 12 or something. Um, Billy Elliot's this kid that's, like, really into boxing, but he sees, like, a ballet class, and he, like, wants to join it. And it's it's this, like, talking about, like, there's, like, a big worker strike in, like, England going on. He's like, oh, I gotta do this. But he really wants to be a ballet dancer, but people are super homophobic. and it's. But he's like, I want to be a dancer. It's very good. Yeah. I know I'm being a dumbass, being like, I want to be a dance. But it's a very good movie. But I'm also just trying to speak along. Uh, I also watched Ralph the Movie Maker's film Lover, which I thought was just fucking off. Terrible, terrible film. My least, I've watched every Ralph movie, actually. I have not watched every Ralph. I, I did it the same day because I'm like, I want to see if this is the worst one. So I watched. I had already seen King Candy. I had already seen Sauce. And I had already seen Brothers Paradise. So I watched Lover. I watched Band Battle. I watched The High and I watched Hereafter. And The High was fucking awful as well. But Lover was just the worst. I'm sorry, Ralph. I know you've listened to us. <laughs> 
He's like, yeah, I'm one of your 15 subscribers. Yeehaw. That's what he sounds like in real life. Um, yeah. And then I watched, uh, of course, I watched a lot of Batman. We watched that for yeah. our movie day. We watched a bunch of Batman. But even after that, I watched uh, the Hush movie, which was pretty decent. I know a lot of people don't like, like, the twist they change. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that change. I was fine with it. A bunch of people that really like the comic were not, which is understandable. But I liked it. Can we talk about how... All right. Legit. Watch Batman and TMNT. Batman versus TMNT is great. That was... Like, like I like TMNT and I like Batman, but I was going into it kind of like rolling my eyes like this is probably going to be pretty corny and yeah, bad. Yeah, I was walking when I watched it. Like I watched it like the first day it came out, and I'm like, this is going to be dumb, but I'm going to enjoy. It. But I'm like, okay, like it was dumb, but it was legitimately a good movie. Yeah, it like, was very enjoyable. I thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah. and they made Shredder a fucking badass. Yeah, Shredder fucking Rex. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Shredder is a top-tier Batman villain. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, At least in terms of the action scenes. I watched uh, Batman vs. Dr. Freeze, which was one of the original animated movies. I thought it sucked, because hmm. uh, I hate everything. I watched Batman and Harley Quinn. That's the worst animated Batman by far. Uh, what? So, I've heard a lot of shit talk. I know it's done by the people who did, like, the original Batman the Animated Series, or at least it's done in that style. It, oh, yeah, it's done uh, in that style. Um, there's a fart joke that's, like, long. Like, they keep going to it for, like, a minute and a half. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, um, that doesn't sound like what I want in my Batman. Harley Quinn pretty much sexually assaults Robin. Huh. Like, and kind of coerces him to have sex. Which Robin is it? I'm just uh, curious. I think it's Dick. Dick? I think so. No, it's it's Nightwing. It is Nightwing. Okay. So, so, so he's older. Yeah, but, like, it's... That's not the point. It's the point is she's, like, forcing him to have sex. Okay, yeah. That, well, that's what the point I was trying to You You had said, like, coerce, so I'm like... Well, it's like... I... Yeah, it's, it's just it's I I, I, it's I see pretty yikes territory. It's just uh, that I haven't seen the scene, so I'm trying to get like a nice. She has a musical number in it as well. Oh, delightful! So yeah, it was just fun, awful, like all around. Um, but then I watched a worse Batman movie. Is it the one? I yeah, it's yeah. um Batman versus Superman. I've never seen. But I Dawn needed to Justice. watch this. Dawn of Justice, yes, and I watched the ultimate cut. Which was Zack Snyder's cut, I believe. He's like, oh, no. This is the one I did. It's rated R. And it's rated R, and it's three hours long. It's three hours of pure boredom and terrible dialogue and pretty awful effects. I'm like, this movie came out like three years ago, and it looks terrible. Like, there's so many terrible effects in it. I was so shocked. I thought I was at least going to enjoy, like, something of it. The only thing in it. Honestly, like, Jesse Eisenberg is like, Luthor was terrible. Yeah. But I honestly think he could pull off, like, Edward Nigma pretty okay. Like, he could be a decent live-action Riddler, I think. Because the way he was playing Lex was kind of just like the Riddler. I, I, I can kind of see what you're getting at there. Uh, like, 
I respect the fact that they went for like something a little different with Lex. But I was fine with it too, and it's just like I I don't even mind the like oh he has hair or oh he's younger like that. I was fine. I, I don't care. Like I'm like I don't care if a movie's completely unlike its comic counterpart. I'm like just make it a good movie. Yeah, but it just wasn't a good movie. Like it wasn't the fact that they changed Lex. It was the fact that they. Made him a terrible character. Like, they made everyone a terrible character. I haven't seen the whole movie. I don't. I've only seen... I still haven't seen Justice League either. That's my next watch. Which I think I will enjoy just a little bit more. Like, not a 1 out of 10. Maybe a 2 out of 10. Maybe a love. Maybe. Uh, Almost done here. Uh, I also watched two Garfield movies. Which well, I watched two Garfield TV specials. I watched the Halloween one and the Christmas one. Fucking love both of those. I did not like the Christmas one. Maybe it's because I don't like Christmas, and I thought it was just. I also stupid. haven't watched them since uh, I was a little kid. I haven't seen either any time before. I re- I thought that the Halloween one was good still. Yeah, that fucking creepy old man by the yeah, fire, like, and he's like, "I'm leaving," <laughs> and he's like, "Taking their boat." Yeah, like, see ya. <laughs> uh, I remember that. I don't remember, like, off the top of my head, but I remember the Halloween one having a catchy-as-fuck song. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't watched it in years. I can't so. remember what it is, but yes, the Halloween one has a great song. And then the last things I watched were I watched the two uh, follow-up to the original Batman, like, yeah. live-action series with Adam West. They did two animated follow-up sequels, which I... Really enjoyed the first one, and I thought the one I thought versus Two Face was okay. So hmm. that's what I watched. Sorry, we're gonna get into movie ideas now, and then we'll get into movies. Welcome to the end all of end all of podcasts. Thomas, what's your movie idea? All right, it's uh. Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay. Batman. And his usual group of friends. In a Batman movie? Uh, no, not in a Batman movie. Uh, they come up with some, like, fucking Ponzi scheme where they need to, like, go to a fucking uh, furry con or something. I don't know. This sounds like it'd be a typical Adam yeah. Stan- Standler. Adam Sandler shtick. Yeah, kind of comedy. There will probably be a part where Kevin James farts and Rob <laughs> Schneider will James do a farts. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Schneider will do a racist accent. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, Adam Sandler <laughs> will cast himself with an extremely attractive wife because he because he's extremely attractive. Yeah, yeah. That's why. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think the movie kind of writes itself. They're at a furry con, and that's that's all you need. Just have them walk around for an hour and a half. Billions of dollars in revenue. Maybe maybe it's something like uh, Adam Sandler needs He's something. He's part of the bomb squad. He needs like and a- one furry has a bomb in their first. Yeah, so he has. So him and his like other bomb squad friends. Have to like Han Solo and like Luke Skywalker with like the stormtroopers with some people and just their personas. 
and they have to go in, and there will be like people who will be like, "Hey, dude!" But then remember the last call we were at, and they'll have to like kind of like dance around and be like, "Yeah." But then it's actually like the Goosebumps book. Uh, I think it was called The Haunted Mask. Oh, where, where they, they permanently stay on and they can't get them. Yeah, on. the fursonas start melding with them. It's actually a horror movie about how Adam Sandler became a furry. I. All right. Well, there, that's there, also there, my movie idea. Then. That's oh, oh goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our movie idea. Just kidding. I'll make up one right now. Okay, so think about this: a guy, he's a shoe salesman, but he hates his job, uh, and he hates living with his family. Like he has a beautiful married wife, with children. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> Literally married with children. Okay, think about this: <laughs> there's this guy. He's a god. He lives. In this place, uh, he has long hair. He has a cape. He he has a hammer. He can summon lightning, and he's gay. Yo, you want to talk about the funny cowboy movie now? Wait, no, I got an idea. Here's my actual idea. Okay. Club Penguin, the movie. The movie. <laughs> but it's all live action and it's literally just March of the Penguins 2. <laughs> Perfect. I now want to sell tickets just based off Damn, of Rain Rain. I can usually think of a movie on the spot. Tired. Uh, um, Alright, final movie idea. Here we go. Okay. It's about a lonely little boy. He lives in an orphanage. Um... And he, he gets bullied by all the other orphan kids um, because t- t- when he got there, he had a cool, pristine collection of Hot Wheels that his dad had given him. And they thought he was a fucking nerd because of it. And they destroyed them, all except one car. Um, and I don't know anything about cars, so I'm not going to pretend that I know. But it's an older car, right? And that's okay. the only one. Like, that he still has. Everything else was destroyed. And it's just about how, when he grows up, um, he works really hard and he wants to get, like, the actual version of that car. Because that's the only thing that he remembers his dad from. And it's, there's an auction for this car, but it's, like, across the country. So he has to, like, travel. He's, like, saved up enough money, but he has to travel across country. It's like a road trip movie about getting this car that, like, means so much to him because, like, it's the only remnant of, like, his relationship with his dad who died when he was, like, six. Okay. That's, yeah, that's my movie. And then he gets the car and it's possessed by the ghost of his dad, right? (laughs) That's the sequel. Ghost Dad Car. Ghost Dad Car. By Sydney Fodier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seemed pretty good once I got my groove going. Yeah, my last that that my last one was actually not bad. That'd be a decent movie. That that'd be like one of those movies that people would be like, "Yeah, that's pretty good." And they'd forget all about. Yeah, <laughs> like it sounds like a pretty like it's like sounds, pretty like well received movie that everyone forgets about. I remember they there was a those cable movie movies. There's a movie that I watched called, like, Kodachrome, I think. And it had, like, who did it have? Like, but 
I remember it, but like Hinatea, I watched it with her, and she like doesn't remember it at all. It like we watched it when it came out. It came out in 2017, and it had Jason Sudeikis and Ed Harris and Elizabeth Olsen in it. And it was about how it was pretty. Actually, it was kind of close to it. It was a road trip movie, so but um, he had like there was uh, he uses Ed Harris plays like this dad who's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> and he has a camera mm-hmm. that only uses Kodachrome, um, which is this like film that like nobody develops except like one place in the country mm-hmm. because everything else had just been shutting down. And he was dying; he was gonna die. And he's like, "Will you take me to go get this like developed?" Yeah. And it was just about them like driving there to get it developed. And I think he dies like right before or something. It's like, all I remember is this. And it was like, oh, my dad was a dick the whole time. But, like, that film role was, like, one of his older ones. And it was like, oh, these are all of me. (laughs) It was a pretty good movie. I'd make it sound shitty. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. El Topo. El Topo is a film by Alejandro Jodorowsky or Jodorowsky. I'm still not sure if you pronounce the J or not. Yeah, I I would. Came out in 1970. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was his second or third film. Um, and it's pretty wacky. It is uh, best described, I think I've seen it as uh, mostly described as an acid western. Because yeah. it's like a western if you were on acid. <laughs> and so the basic plot line of the film is the main character is played by Jodorowsky himself. Him and his son, who is seven, um, which is when you become a man, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they embark on a quest. Um, they find a village. We'll, we'll go through each plot point more specifically in a second. I just want to go through real quick what the movie's about. They go to this village, they find a bunch of dead kids and dead people. And they're like, who did this? And they find who did it. Mm -hmm. They go there, they kill him. Yep. They save this woman who then wants to fuck Jodorowsky. So he's like, sweet, see ya, kid. And he leaves his son with these monks. And then this woman was like, to prove you love me, I want you to kill the four great gun masters. Like a video game. (laughs) So he goes to do this journey. Eventually that happens. We'll go through each more specific. Like I said, eventually that happens. Uh, Then after the, the first person he kills, they meet another woman who is voiced by a man. Very interesting. Director choice there. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck's happening? But cool. And eventually they uh, betray him after he kills the four gunmasters and they, they shoot him and he's dying. And they they yeet out of there. Never to be seen again for the rest of the movie. And he gets dragged off by a bunch of people with physical disabilities. And he wakes up 20 years later or something like that yeah. There's no, like, exact date, but it's 20 to 30 years later, and he wakes up in a cave. 
And he, from this point on, the movie is about him raising money to build a cave or build a tunnel, a tunnel from the cave to the town, so all the physically disabled people can live with the townspeople who are also part of the Illuminati, because they literally have Illuminati signs on the entire town. And the town is full of very racist people and very scary people. Yeah. And the movie ends with him finishing the tunnel. The villagers uh, being reunited with the physically disabled people that they had put in this cave. And them shooting all of the physically disabled people. And then... Jodorowsky being so sad because he pretty much did this to them. So he sets himself on fire and dies. After killing everybody. After killing everybody. Yes, he does kill everybody because he was like the gun master. Well, um, well he doesn't kill he also, everybody. He, had, he, uh, he had had sex with somebody, a woman with dwarfism, and she'd gotten pregnant. Yeah. And so the movie ends with her being pregnant. Going with Jodorowsky's son, who was yeah. reintroduced in the second half. That is the main plot. Just wanted to get through it because I know some of our things can be nonsensical, and especially with this film, because it's so weird and wacky. I wanted to make sure that we had at least a basic plot down. Yeah. Uh, so the opening scene, I want to talk about this. Uh, he's riding on his horse with his son. They go up to a pole. His son's completely naked. He's yeah. at the age of seven. He's just like, oh. And Jodorowsky's like, you're a man now. You gotta throw away everything you've ever loved. And he's like, bury, bury your favorite, favorite toy, toy and, and a picture of your mother. Yeah, so he does. And then he's a man. Yep. Seven-year-old man. That's it. I read a fun fact that like or Jodorowsky, however you pronounce it. I'm sorry. We're saying Jodorowsky, if that's wrong. <laughs> uh, but, uh, like, a year later, uh, he took his son back, gave him a shovel, and he's like, all right, you are a man, now you're eight years old, and you have the right to be a kid. Because he felt bad. He's like, oh, shit, I made my kid bury his favorite toy, and... Uh, was that his real? Was that I, his I, real favorite? I think oh so. Oh my god, Jodorowsky! <laughs> Jodorowsky! Oh like, my god! From what I've seen, he he's hardcore. Like he'll he's so fucking weird. I need to talk about the most infamous part about this movie. Like after we're done with this, because there's I don't know if you've heard about it, but I don't think so. I'm, I might have. Okay, well we'll talk about it afterwards. I'm going to go grab a monster, but go ahead and keep talking. Sorry, I'm just very tired. Would you like one? Uh, yeah, I'll take one. Thank okay. you. Okay. Uh, Sponsored by Monster. Get your game in the groove. Groovy, groovy game. Yeah. Uh, I fucking really liked this movie. I I don't... I, I very much enjoyed this film. Sorry, I very much enjoyed this film. Thank you. I, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't like it as much as the other two ones I've seen. Like, I didn't like it as much as Holy Mountain. I didn't expect to because Holy Mountain's literally my fourth favorite film. Here. And I didn't like it as much as Santa Sangre. But I've only seen Santa Sangre once, so that might change once I rewatch it. Here is what I'm going to say. I don't know if it's necessarily true, but... 
watching this one, I think I enjoyed it more mm-hmm. than when I was watching The Holy Mountain. Mm. But I don't know if that's necessarily because I think this is a better film or if it's that I'm now used to his style and I haven't rewatched The Holy Mountain since watching it that first time. So, I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but I really fucking like this one. I I very much enjoyed it. Um there's there's really there's some really great shots in the movie and there's some really good music too. Oh no. Kitty. We just heard a kitty scream outside. Uh it also sounded like a balloon being let out, maybe. <laughs> I thought it was a crying baby. Yeah, it's from Altobo. It might be a baby. There's there's a demon. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, we're haunted. Yes. The number one haunted podcast, now available on iTunes. Are we, we on iTunes? Yeah, we've been on iTunes since day one. Oh. You don't pay attention. I Just so you know, if you don't know, if you're listening to this on YouTube, we are on Spotify, we are on iTunes. We are on Podbean. Podbean? Yeah, that's the that's the, Is that the podcast server? website that I oh, post okay. us on. Okay. So, yeah. Tell your grandma. That's just my catchphrase, I guess. Tell your grandma. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, they go to this town. Actually, my first favorite shot. There's a puddle of blood. Yeah. And there's a giant pole. And there's a person on the pole. Like, this pole's like 10 feet tall. There's a person impaled at the top of a pole. And it's just this dark puddle of blood. Like, it's it's a great shot, just that one. Yeah. And then immediately I walk into this town, and it's just covered with dead children on the ground and, like, puddles of blood. And it's, like, super brutal. Oh, it's, like, a great shot. And there are, like, fucking animals. Yeah, there's, like, chickens walking around, like, bah, bah, bah. Like, uh, there's, like, donkeys and cows that are just fucking, like, have their guts ripped open. I like, like I do have notes for this one. I don't have notes for the other film, but... I took, I took like, notes for, like, half of El Topo. El Topo, El Topo, however you pronounce it. Uh, and then, uh, I didn't take any for my movie. Yeah, I didn't. This is a documentary. I remember pretty much everything, so I don't really need... Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I really like the uh, opening credits, too, because it, it basically, like, sets uh, forth, like, the themes that the movie's going for, because it opens up with this dialogue talking about El Topo, the mole, which is what the main yeah. character goes by throughout the film. Uh, and it talks about how moles, you know, dig underground <laughs> for, like, the majority of their lives looking for the sun. And then when they, like, on the occasions where they do, like, finally reach the surface, they're blinded by the sun. And you definitely, like... Blinded by the light. You definitely get that a yeah. lot, because, you know, he'll be going after something yeah, throughout the different, great, like, parts of the That's a great opening, like, dialogue. Oh, yeah. And I like, like, the, like, whatever, like, kind of, like, filter that they put over the images. They were, like, just really, like... Oh, yeah. Was it just, like, a red? like Yeah, like, red and black splotches. Like, uh, yeah. It's really, really good setup to the film. Yes. I enjoyed it. Uh, By the way, don't watch this movie on Amazon Prime. 
I is rent- it on Amazon? Prime? No, I rented it. Oh, subtitles both on my phone and on my PS4. They were out of sync. So what the fuck? So I'm like hearing what the characters are saying, like literally 30 seconds before they say it. And the copy I had, the the default was the uh, the English dub of it because it was and I was like this doesn't sound right it was like a minute in I'm like oh that's why it's a Spanish film yes because like when I first saw it like in my default English I'm like oh okay because like three years later he made The Holy Mountain which was in English so I just assumed oh English uh I don't know so then I just rewound (laughs) I can't remember which one it was uh it was either John Lennon or George Harrison but uh one of those two was a really big fan of uh, El Topo, which mm-hmm. is why, like, they, like, they saw it and they got it, like, distributed over here in America, which I think led to the Holy Mountain Ooh, being, okay. like, such, like, having a higher budget. Finally, the Beatles do something apparently, good. Apparently, <laughs> I, I think it was John Lennon. But... John Lennon. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he was, uh, when Jodorowsky was making the Holy Mountain... He was planning on casting him as the alchemist, oh. but uh, there was like this thing that like uh, the Beatles, like producers or whoever. Like, nah, that movie's too weird. There, there was Is it because of the religious undertones. No, it was because apparently, like, there's a scene where they would have to like show his butt or something. Yep. And Jodorowsky refused to use a butt double, so yeah. he can't uh, use a butt double. So he decided. Eh, it's just worth it to play the role myself. And he just wanted to show his butt off again. I I think he's expressed since then that he kind of like regrets that because he felt like the film would have like had a wider audience if it had one of the Beatles in it. Yeah, but, but I don't. I don't know. I don't I, know if I would pro- probably for the best that it did. Yeah, I, I think mean, he's I can't great as the alchemist. But yeah, I think he did a fantastic job. Ringo the film is really riding off that caveman. Uh, yeah, caveman money. Uh. uh, oh yeah. So they go in this church. There's a bunch of dead people still in the same town. He finds one person that's still alive, and he's like, "Who did this to you?" And they find out it was like these four guys or something. Three guys. There's three one guys, dude. Three guys. The shoe sniffer. Yeah. The nut fucker, and. The cactus, or no, not the cactus, the bamboo stick banana guy. Because there's the one dude who oh, sets yes. up a bunch of nuts in the shape of a wimp woman. Yeah, so they, they find, he's like, oh, these three guys did it. And then uh, he has his son shoot the guy, because the guy's like, kill me, please. And he's like, ah, oh, you're a grown man now, son, shoot him. Yeah. Do you think his, he actually had his son shoot somebody for that, too? I, I think <laughs> it was probably a blank or something. No, it's real. But he killed somebody. See they how this movie everybody. was made in 1970. I would definitely say that he had the kid point a gun, pull a trigger, and maybe have a little pop come out of the uh, gun. But yes, then they they go after this trio of bandits. There's the banana chopping man, the rock sex doll man, and the foot fetish boy. Mm-hmm. Who's like sniffing sniffing shoes? Or yeah, there's just a bunch of fucking shoes out in the desert that he's like smelling and shooting his target practice. And then they chase uh, El Topo, which is what El Topo wants. Yeah. They go to this, like, little corner by, like, a small little river. 
Oh my god, that scene and where they, they like first approach him and his son went on for so fucking long. Yeah, they like first approach him and then they just like roll around and like, And they tease him. I, it, I don't know if it was, but it, it felt like like three minutes. I don't think it was that long, but it did feel long. And they go to this small little like riverside place. Yeah, the two guys. And they have a standoff. And they, because they have they have this little balloon. Yeah. And they have the balloon slowly lose air. And then as soon as the balloon fully loses air, that's when they shoot. Yeah. And of course El Topo, the badass he is, as they're all getting ready, the balloon fully deflates and he shoots two of the guy the two side guys just fucking faces off pretty much. And he shoots the gun out of the or no, the the middle guy didn't even like get to his gun. Yeah. He's like, hey, hey. And then he makes him throw down his gun, but then throws him a rifle. And they have a melee fight with rifles because El Topo likes to toy with his victims. Yeah. And he just flips it around and shoots him. Yeah, and then he just shoots him like four times. And they find out that there's this guy named, like, the general who's like. The, the colonel. The colonel who's behind stuff. And they're like, oh. The colonel. Mm-hmm. So they go after the colonel. Sanders. Who uh, has four guys. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He had four like henchmen guys who are at pretty much the next town over. Yeah. Killing a bunch of people. Yeah, they've got like a bunch of monks held they have, hostage. Like, yeah, they have four monks and then like all the townspeople. Well, four monks and then this like lady monk. None. I'm not sure what she is. Yeah, there. I I don't. Oh, did you get? Uh, I didn't get the impression that she had been like kidnapped. I got the impression that she was kind of a masochist, and which is kind of like. I mean, I feel like she she plays it off as like being like kidnapped at the beginning, but then by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, she's a psychopath. See, I I thought that like right from the get go. Oh, okay, but that that was just me. Cause, uh, so the colonel's uh, cuts this. Uh, they're forcing these uh, monks. The four henchmen are forcing these monks to like have sex with them. Yeah, it's, they, they it's, like some gay shit. And it's kind of it's pretty yikes. It's like oof, oof. Uh, and then inside this like big like bungalow, um, the colonel is forcing this woman. I don't think she has a name. Or did she? She might have. I I, I didn't. I'm checking. El Topo. She has some sick fucking like cinematic poses that she does though. Like Mara. There's like ones. I think she's sitting with like her like legs crossed and she's got like her arms like spread out like kind of like in a circle in front of her. If I remember correctly, she's like holding like a pot of water or something. I don't fucking remember. But I remember just there are lots of shots of her just like. In like weird Jodorowsky poses, yeah, and it's just like Um, I like that shit. So El Topo rolls in and defeats all the henchmen. In like, I don't even know how he does it. He doesn't kill them. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I I, I watched, but then he went to the colonel and uh, he cut off his dick. No, he stabbed. He just stabbed his dick a couple of times. He like he, he shoots him in the head first, but he, he doesn't die. He humiliates everybody. Oh, I think he shoots his ear or something. Like he it's, grazes his head. It's like 
The blood's like, if I remember, he, well, he like, like raises his head, not to the point like he'll die. Um, and then he cuts, he gathers all the townspeople, and they all make fun of him. They all make fun of the colonel as he stabs his dick. And the colonel is like, I'm nothing without my dick. So he wanders off and he shoots himself in the head. That's, that scene was fucking something. And then, ah, and then the townspeople gather around, they tie up the four henchmen, they uh, stuff them into like a giant pillowcase, pretty much. Like a giant, they're all in sacks, and they all shoot them. And all the henchmen are dead. That's when Jodorowsky's like, hey lady. Actually, it's more like the lady going, hey Jodorowsky. Yep. You wanna fuck? And he's like, I got Sure. He's like, I got a kid. She's like, buddy, you wanna fuck? And he's like, sure. And he's like, here you go, kid. And he just leaves them with the monks and they ride off. And the kid's like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if Jodorowsky left the kid, like, for 30 years, actually. Maybe. Yep. So, that's what happened. And then, uh, I remember there's a hat that she's wearing at yeah. one point. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the same hat the alchemist wears. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what I was saying. She was wearing that hat in, like, the posing scenes I was oh, talking yeah, yeah. about earlier. Um, yeah, so they right away, uh... I'm trying to remember, like, the first thing that they do. They start, like, just kind of fucking, and then... No, not fucking, really. They're just, like, kissing, and then they're just wandering around the desert, and he's like, look, I'm magic. And he's like, I can pull out eggs from the sand. Are those eggs he's pulling out? I, I don't... I'm pretty sure they were I don't eggs. even remember. He just starts, like, pulling out eggs from the ground. He's like, look, I have food, and she's like... You try. She pulls. She can't pull out anything. He's like, "Watch this. We don't have any water." He shoots a rock. Water starts coming out. There's a. There, she on. shoots a rock. No water comes out. Let me pull up just for reference. There's like a um, full upload. No subtitles, but on YouTube, there's like a full upload. I don't need it. I got it all in my brain, dude. Well, I'm. I'm gonna mute my phone. Oh, well, you do that. Um, and then. And then she's like, I can't do it. And he's like, do you want to? And she's like, yes, more than anything. And then it's implied that, like, to do this, you have to have, like, done everything in the world. So it's implied that he, like, forces himself upon her. Or, like, they have sex uh, forcefully. Um, And because of this, like trauma she's been induced to she can like have this power so she's magic like him hmm do you remember that scene I when don't he, when he t- tears off all her clothes and forces himself upon her I don't remember you don't that remember that okay here let me if I see it I might remember it I watched this movie like in, like, two halves. Oh, yeah. Also, I forgot, side, going back real quick, back when the colonel, right before he cuts his PP, the colonel goes, who are you to judge me? And Jodorowsky goes, I am God. Yeah. Just wanted to pull up that real quick, because it was a great line. Anyway. Uh, yep, he pulls eggs in the sand, the water spout, 
He takes off his hat. There's unfortunately the rape scene, which is how she gets these powers. Um, that is when she uh, starts to go full like psycho, and she's like, okay, if you really love me, you have to defeat these four men. Or these four uh, gun masters. So there's four gun masters along the land. And so he does. He goes. Are you watching it? I mean, I've got it pulled up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thomas is watching it. He's watching it as we're talking about it. Whoa. It's it's titled Cross. Like, cross. Or, no, not Cross. Cropped. 1970. Cross. There it is. That's on YouTube. So if you want to watch this movie, non-subbed. On it might have closed captions. Let's see. No captions are available for this video. Nice. <laughs> um. So let's see. To prove you love me, go fight these boss battles. That's what I wrote down. So then they go to this first guy who is um, guarded by these two men. One of them has no arms. One of them has no legs. So they form kind of a superhuman together. Yep, you're watching it. He's literally watching it right now. Um, And they lead him into like this middle area where there's this, this man who is blind, but a gun master. And he has achieved the perfect domain. And I think this is my favorite part of the movie. Is he the one that He he's this guy. Yeah, what what was his like superpower? What made him so good? Uh he was like super fast. He's, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, like trying to fast. snatch this. Yes, animal. he had super fast reflexes. Remember the scene in Kung Fu Panda where Poe tries to get the dumplings from Shifu and he can't? It's kinda like that or the like Laws of Fury went on. But it's with like a little 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 doll thing. So because El Topo is a mole and he digs from underneath, he sets a trap. He's being devious also being pushed on by the woman that he's in love with. Um, He sets a trap, and they're in this middle of the fight, and the blind guy starts coming towards him, and uh uh-oh, Jodorowsky set a trap, so he just falls into a pit of spikes and dies. He's like, got him! And then they shoot uh, the the two men, the superhuman. The the superhuman, sorry. This scene was like... A lot of the scenes made me, like, sad when he's, like, going up against the gunmen. Because, like, not che- all of the gunmen are, like, really cool down-to-earth really, people yeah, who are, like, willing really to teach him. anymore. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, and this he's, is how and I kind of do it. And this is a very important part of El Topo. Jodorowsky, like, doesn't want to kill them. Yeah. Like, it's literally her pushing him to do these things. Like, he's doing it for, like, this misguided notion of, like, love. Which is very important to, like, the second part of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's doing this. He's like, I gotta... But he, like, feels awful. He feels super bad after, like, the third and fourth guy. Yeah. But anyway, they they did it. They killed him. Uh, the woman's being scary. They meet a new woman. Yeah, who, who offers to... 
who take offers them. them to take them to the next three guys. Um, she's voiced by a, like like it's two separate actors. Like there's one woman who's playing her, and then they had a man voice her just to make her more mysterious. I think and like ambiguous. I guess. Or it's just Joe Dorowski being like, wouldn't this be cool? Yeah. Which is fine, too. <laughs> what if we do this? Um, at one point, the the main woman, Mara, she's just being, like, super egotistical, and she's, just, like, on her mirror all day, and he just fucking shoots it. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and she like, oh, I said him shooting the mir- woman's mirror was a true epic gamer moment. It was. And then he takes a piece and then they get to the second gunmaster, who's like this this very like big guy. He's like, hey, hey. He's like with his mom or his wife. I, I, think, I think it's supposed to be both. Yeah, like it was like, weird. It but. was weird, but he's like holding this weird little pyramid. He made out of like toothpicks. He's just hanging out next to a lion. He's just like, what's up, man? Yeah, probably probably insinuating that like a lot of because you know like the stereotype that like. You marry your parents, or yeah, he just actually did. Yeah, he just actually yeah. did. Yeah, just like you. It's meant to be literal. Yeah, like you. Yeah, I married my mom. El Tobo cheats again. Yeah, he. Because uh, uh, how does he cheat this time? Uh, so uh, the yeah, the so whole he, idea is like he put glass down, or he put the mirror down oh, yeah. on the ground. So they they, they have like a shoot-off, but uh, the gun master just immediately like shoots the gun out of his hand or something. Yeah, And he's like, look what I can do. And he's like, here, take this small little pyramid of toothpicks and try to shoot it without destroying it. Yeah, and well, he Del Topo tries, and he's like, oh, I can't! Because he's like, I worked in iron, and he's like, I've got, like, the world's strongest fucking fingers, but they're also the world's, like, most delicate fingers, and he, like, pulls up, so like, all these, like, like super fucking, precise. Yeah. So he's, like, able to, like, shoot this little pyramid and just hit, like, a tiny little toothpick out and go... Yeah. It's like, it's still intact. Whoa! And he's like, oh, okay, we'll just be friends, but El Topo just, like, Puts the broken mirror down, and the guy just steps on it. And when that happens, no, the guy's mother wife steps on it. Oh, she steps on it, and then he like He's goes distracted, to help her, and he just El goes Topo up and- grabs his gun, shoots him in the head or whatever, in the back or something. Yeah, and then leaves the woman alive. I think yes, she is alive. She's like, why'd you do that? And she's like, bye. No, I think. Because she die, she does die later. Okay, yeah. Because I was gonna say, I remember that scene where he like pulls up the weeds and they're both like dead under. Yeah. So and then he's like, "Bye," and they just leave. And it's epic. Then. God, I need. Oh, when are we going to get a Dark Souls Soul style El Topo video game? That's what I, I wrote right here. I would, I would love to see, out. like, a big, like, Jodorowsky-inspired video game. That'd be so true. Because the, the idea <laughs> of, like, El Dobo that I think I like so much above the Holy Mountain is that is honestly the Western angle from it. I think it's a really, like, interesting and kind of, like, fun, entertaining way to, like, explore these themes. But, but I like I said, I'd have to, like, rewatch Holy Mountain again. I do... Really, I think they're both fucking phenomenal films. 
Uh, so he gets this third guy who's has a bunch of bunnies. Yeah, and they're all dying. They're all dying. They're all fine. And then El Topo walks in and they just start dying. And he's like, and I wrote El Topo, Slayer of Bunnies. Yeah, because the dude's like, because I knew you were coming. Bring up that Slayer of Bunnies. Because El Topo is like, it's to show like he's like this toxic individual now. Like he's becoming like an embodiment of evil by like fulfilling this, this like prophecy pretty much. And then they, what do they do? They switch a bunny's heart and head or... Yeah, well, first they play music together and he basically comes to the conclusion. He's like, you're a fucking dirty trickster. You don't want to be, though. You want to be a better fucking person. I see that. You got to switch your brain and your heart. And then... I, I don't remember what he does to trick the guy, but he ends up, like, shooting him in the heart, I think. Yeah. Because El Tomo gets shot right there, too. He gets he, shot. He had... Oh, the dude was aiming for his heart, because I think it was implied that he was supposed to aim for the head, and the other dude was supposed to aim for the heart, but he, like, put that thing that he switched out the glass for from the other guy. Because ah. he had set something down... Like, right where he put the glass. So, El Topo cheats again. That's, yeah. that's the main thing. El Topo he cheats He always fucking win. cheats. Uh, but then, of course, is nice because he buries the guy in dead bunnies. Yes. And then comes the fucking greatest of the gun masters. The butterfly net guy. <laughs> the butterfly net. He's like, what do you mean? I don't have a gun anymore. I am now the butterfly master. And he has like a butterfly net and El Tobo's just like, okay, I'll just shoot you and then tries to shoot him and the guy catches it in his net and he's like, deflects my butterfly bullet. net can deflect bullets. It's, oh, it's so, so great. Then, uh, I loved it. <laughs> that was the point where I lost my shit and declared And my, then they like try to fight like in, I think they try to melee or something and then but it ends with the guy just being like, Life? I don't care about that. Watch this. And then he just shoots himself in the head. Yeah, he's like, he's like you lost. You can't win. <laughs> you can't. Be. He's like, you didn't kill me. I killed me. Exactly. But, and El Topo, like, gets it. And he feels it. But his lady's just like, no, you won. You did it. And then Jodorowsky goes kind of crazy. Yeah. And then... Uh, he, like, starts tearing... He goes back to, like, the first place. He, like, tears down the building from the inside. Yeah, the, the two he ladies he was traveling with left much. him. Because he basically... He, he like... I don't remember what his ultimatum was, but he's basically, like... Either you can... I know he gave her, like, some sort of choice between, like, him and the other woman. Cause she, yeah, well, she, this isn't right then yet, though. Oh, it's not? No. Because okay. th- when that happens, that's when it skips to the next part, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So he's, like, going crazy. He's, like, going through all this stuff. He's, like, tearing down stuff. He's visiting all the people he, like, killed. And then, uh... Chewing on beehives. He breaks know? his gun. He smashes it. He's like, I don't want this anymore. And then she's like, but you're the best. And I'm like, he's not the best. That's literally the point. That's literally what he's been struggling with this entire time. And then... And then El he, Topo suffered so every cowboy could be gay. 
That's what I wrote right there. Huh. This movie's very gay. Um, and then he try, goes he up gets on cut. the bridge. Yeah, he goes up on this bridge. Um, and then... The one he lady with her, the man's voice. Yeah, he gives her an ultimatum. Because her and the lady with the, the male voice... Um, like, the, the, the dual actor. Um, he gives them an ultimatum. It's like, him or, or her or me. And... Her or me. <laughs> her or me. And she chooses the woman, and then the woman shoots him. Or she shoots him. Somebody shoots him. Yeah, uh, he gets shot, and he gets, like, the stigmata, you know, the the, the famous holes through the hand and feet, like, Jesus Christ on the cross. And I'm like, ah, yes. Jodorowsky loves his allusions to him being Jesus. Yep. And then uh, some townspeople carry him away on the cross of, like, bush. Yep. Sticks. And then, um... And then, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the... Th- I think that's about halfway through. Maybe a little more. Uh, it, it, it's a little more than halfway I think it's like through. an hour... What was the movie? Like, there, there's like hours? 40 minutes left of the movie at that point. Okay, so... Because uh, it's just like two hours like and like four 64 minutes. 64% into the film. Yeah. Um, so he wakes up in a dress, obviously. Uh, He's got... He has an afro. It's like... He has a big old beard. I think the afro... My personal interpretation on it, because it was like big, poofy, and white, was that it was supposed to be like a halo, yeah, kind of like because he's a god. Yeah, he's a, he's a um, god figure. So he wakes up, and he's like walking around. He's like, "What the fuck's going on?" Well, he wakes up because the uh, the woman. What's her name? Uh, I don't remember her name. Ch- Pot. All right, don't include this. What's the politically? Like, current politically correct term for... I'm leaving this in. This is good! <laughs> this is another question. This is I, good. I don't... I believe it is still... Is it... Little person. Little person? I believe so. Okay, because I... And you know, we're learning. If that's not the correct politically correct term, somebody will tell us. But I believe it's little person. Um, I know some people uh, just say people with dwarfism, or... I know some people refer to themselves as dwarfs, but most people do not. Yeah. But I believe it's little person or someone with dwarfism. Okay. Or just someone of the shorter variety. Yeah, I, I won't I won't. Anyway, use the there animal. is there is a woman that uh, has dwarfism. She's probably like three foot ten or something. Yeah. Um very pretty woman, by the way. She like, is. Like I didn't even realize that she was a little person at first. Because it was just her face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's like hanging out. She's like, hey. Does she kiss him? Yeah, that's when yeah. he wakes up. He's like sleeping beauty. She's like, what? And he wakes up. And she's like, oh, you're awake. And he's like, I'm in a dress. He's like, how he's like, fucking long has it been? How long have I been? And she's like, well, all I know is you got here before I was born. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, this woman looks to be like, 25 at least. So I'm like, so Jodorowsky's been here for 25 years in a coma, just sitting in a cave. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I'm like, perfect. I don't, I don't think you're supposed to take much literally in this film. It's just, no, I love that. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Um, what are the logistics of him actually surviving in that cave so, for 25 years without any food th- or water? There's this big cave that, like, people, it's very hard for them to get out of. Um, yeah. 
Like, there's there's one point they can, but it, a lot of people can't because pretty much everybody in here has... Um, like a disability. Like a disability or, like, they were born with, like, a deformity that made them, like, unfit for normal society. Yeah, um, it'd just be, like, physically or, very hard. To or, like, I think there were even a couple people that, like, lost their legs or something, like amputees and stuff like that. So... Um, the Basically, townspeople pretty much just yeah. trapped all these people in this cave and were, just forgot about them because they're evil. Yeah. Um, so Jodorowsky's like, I will help you because he's like, he still feels bad about all the pain he's caused in his life. So he's like, I'm going to do good. Mm-hmm. So he like goes to the town and starts a slapstick routine because he's like, I'm just going to make money from the Illuminati here. Yeah, like literally when I say Illuminati, like there's an Illuminati sign on every door. <laughs> um, so he goes with um, his his female friend. It's just them two, and they do like this whole like s- kind of slapstick routine where he's like trying to hug her, but he's too tall. And I'm like, this is me and Thomas. <laughs> I was like trying to hug her. Hug her, and he's like, oh, I got it, and he gets a little ladder, and he puts it against himself, and she climbs up, and then they hug, and it was cute, um, and, like, uh, people loved it, because people love making fun of, like, people with disabilities, and people with, that are born different, so they're like, aha, laugh at them! Um, this is also Jodorowsky's bald, by the way, now. Oh, yeah. He shaved, shaved off his halo. Because yeah. he's no angel, that's the, that's Yeah. It. Um, Uh, yeah, so basically, the film at this point is basically just kind of bouncing back and forth between them kind of, like, doing these, like, little comedy routines for money and just kind of, like, getting glimpses at how terrible this fucking town is. Like, they have, like, slaves, like... They have slaves and they just kill willy-nilly whenever they want. Yeah. Like, oh they're running away? Ah, just kill them. And, like, um, all the all the slaves are, like, black, so... Yeah. I don't. I don't know what because uh, Jodorowsky is a uh, Spanish, Brazilian specifically. Yeah. I I really want to do like a lot of like. No, I think deep, it's Chilean. Yeah, it's from Chile. I really want to do like a lot of like deep research on like just like kind of like the deeper meanings behind everything in this film because you can tell it's like jam packed full of like. Stuff that probably went over my my head at least because I never seen this movie and I don't have like any like context on any sort of like commentary he'd be mm-hmm. making. So I'm re- I'm really interested and intrigued to like go through and like do some reading about just maybe like some interviews with him, see what his like kind of mindset was when he was making it. If he'd even like reveal that much because I know some directors who do more abstract work tend not to talk very much like about Lynch. their work, like Lynch. Uh, which Lynch will like talk a little bit about his work. He just doesn't like to give like direct answers yeah. to stuff like that. He's like, no. <laughs> he's like, as long as you're not watching it on a phone, you're right. <laughs> phones, phone screens can be pretty big if you hold them like right. Yeah, literally, like that's what I've been saying. Like, there's TVs that are shitty, have shitty speakers. Like having headphones in, watching it on your phone is like a better experience than like watching it on a shitty like CRT TV. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? As long as like 
You don't have any like fucking text maybe, notifications. Maybe maybe David Lynch up. just like thinks that they're watching it on like a flip phone. Maybe like a Nokia. Uh, like he, he just has like the fucking old cell phone. He's like, why does everyone enjoy watching movies on these things? I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, paper daddy. Um, sorry, that was Elmo. What were we talking? Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. also reintroduced Jodorowsky's son at this point. Um, who yeah, is a monk. He's obviously, if he was raised by monks, he's like this monk that's like traveling and he's like at this town to like help out. And the priest is oh, like, yeah, there's, there's a scene now. with the priest like being like, da, 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 look. The God, spirit of God is with us. Yeah, He'll ba- protect basically us. Like, and they have this like round rob and he's like, look, shoot yourself in the head. You won't die. This- God will protect you. And they're like, everybody's shooting at himself. And then the, the Jodorowsky son comes up and he's like, I'll do it. And he grabs the gun and he's like, don't worry. It's a blank. The priest says that. So Jodorowsky takes out the bullet. Not Jodorowsky, but his Jodorowsky's son. son takes out the book bullet. Jodorowsky Jr. takes out the bullet. Grabs a bullet from somebody nearby, puts it in there. So now there's a real bullet. Immediately spins it. No bullet. He didn't die. Yeah, because and then somebody else grabs it and does the same thing. And I'm like, holy shit, is somebody gonna die right here? Well, of course somebody's gonna fucking die. Right here. But they did it, huh? They did it. The person that pulled it right afterwards did it. Oh well, right there, no, but yeah. in that same scene, yes. But anyway, they gra- and then the priest immediately grabs it after that. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's not what happened. Yeah. That is not what Yeah, that's what happened. That kid shot himself in the fucking head. What kid? The the very tail end of that scene, the after the second guy does it with the real bullet and it like, you know, they're like, it's a miracle, it's a miracle. A little kid grabs the gun. Puts it against his head, and it immediately... It's like a fast cut, but... Yeah, no, I've, the the priest grabs it from the guy, and is, like, trying to put it away, and then the kid grabs it. Oh, I if, thought... At least from okay. what I remember. Okay, I thought you were saying the priest grabbed it, and the scene ended. I'm like, that's not what happened, Glenn. Since somebody dies. Uh, and then, yeah, the church kind of goes down, because no one wants to show up anymore, because a kid died there. Yeah. And then, uh... God did not protect them like they were chanting so ravishly. And then, um, Jodorowsky's lady friend, they're falling in love, but she doesn't, she thinks because she has dwarfism, he won't love her forever. So he's like, let's go get married. So he takes her to the church. Well, there's that scene where they, like, uh, fuck Fuck. in front of everybody. Yeah, they take, they're like, ooh, we want to see more than just your routine. Fuck. So then they fuck. Yeah, and then she uh, she's like hiding in the sleeping bag. And I don't like how he hits her before he asks, like, why are you... Because he's like... He's kind of like just trying to get her out and she won't respond. And then at like some point he... He doesn't like fucking punch it or anything, but he like, like takes ah! a nearby object and kind of like thwops at the sleeping bag that she's hiding in. And he's like, why, why are you hiding? And asks her after he's gone through all this, like, aggressive nudging and, like, smacking him. I was like, rude? It's not, it's not. You're being healthy. rude, sir. Use your words. So, but then they, they take him, they go to the church to get married. Yeah, because she's like, 
And then never, Joe Dorowski. She's like, you don't respect me. And he's like, let's go get fucking married right now. All this time, by the way, they've been trying to build this tunnel. They're not making a lot of progress because yeah. it's hard to build a tunnel. <laughs> but they're they're doing it slowly by sure, but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the church and they're like, marry his father. And Joe Dorowski's son turns around and sees his dad and is like, what the fuck? And then immediately starts to kill him. Yep. And she's like, don't kill him! He's a good man! He's saving us! And eventually, they get him to, like, listen. They tell him their plan, and he's like, okay. After you're done with the tunnel, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. So then he just starts following Joe Dorowski around, waiting for him to finish the tunnel. And he's like, you know, if you would help, it would go faster. So then he does start to help. And they're, they do break through the tunnel. The, yeah. This is this is pretty much like winding down to the end. They break through the tunnel. Um, then they go outside. Jodorowsky's about to die. But his son's like, I can't kill my master. Yeah. And then just kind of walks off for a bit. She's like, I'm going to go pee or whatever. And then everybody just starts running like, Everybody from the the, the yeah, cave. Uh, like as I'm soon gone. as soon as he like as soon as they like open the cave, people Jodorowsky makes a comment. He's like, uh, "We need to like wait because they're not prepared." And I don't know if he was talking about the people in the town or the people in the cave. Probably both. Probably both because it probably like I don't know if it would have like necessarily turned out any different. But if he had gone to the town first and maybe like let them know that they were coming, they probably would have been like, "No." Don't do that. And then maybe he could have been like, well, maybe you'll take them to a different town or something. Or maybe it, like, I don't know, like, could have prepared, like, the people better, but they seem, like, in the cave, but they seem to get up pretty well. And yeah, they, they're like, they're they like, just gotta, start sprinting yeah, out like, the town. Yeah, like, to the point where, like, by the time he's done with, like, his son, they're already in the town. Yeah. And they're, and he's like, I gotta go after them. Cause and he's done. like running, but they're already being gunned down in the streets by pretty much all the town people. Yeah, and then and Joe Dorowski gets there, and they're all dead. Yeah, and so he gets he real angry. grabs like a shotgun. They shoot him a bunch of times, but he's... But he's, he's an evil, or he's in evil destructor mode where he destructs the evil. Yeah, and then he... Basically, he like, kills shoots. the entire town. He doesn't kill the entire. There are some he, town yeah, people who get tell, away, but he kills. He kills like, like the seventy percent of them. But he now. he kills the ones that you see are like mainly the ones who were actually like fucking shooting. And then he goes to all the dead bodies and he lights himself on fire. Yeah. And then, like I said, I already explained that bit before. Lady comes up, she's pregnant, and then Jodorowsky's son takes her away. Yeah, and they ride away on a horse. And that's the end of the movie. And that is El Topo, and a scene by scene. Yeah. Great movie. Um, I do want to talk about a rumor, a allegation that did happen, but it's a very strange thing. Like, so I understand people not wanting to watch the movie or not supporting it because of this, but it's a very interesting thing. Because during the run, like the press run for this film, mm-hmm. Jodorowsky himself said this story. He said that the rape scene in it, he, and I quote, 
I actually raped her. Obviously, throughout the years, because this was 50 years ago now, or 49, he said that that's not true. Um, Jodorowsky's fucking insane. So, yeah, um, people have said that, like, he said that, like, he was just doing it to, like, raise, like, be like, oh, what? That's crazy. Like, just, just to raise controversy so people would see his film. And he's also said that it was, like... Um, has a translation error. Like, it wasn't, like, meant to be like that. The has, problem is... the actress? The, no one knows who, like... No one knows where the actress is. She left before the film was done. To the point that, like... Jodorowsky... She never got her check. Oh. Like... Hmm. Like, Jodorowsky tried to find her to give her a check, and he couldn't. Like, no one could. Like, she just kind of disappeared. Like, she was kind of this unknown person well, in the first place. That definitely doesn't help his uh, case. It doesn't help his case, but at the same time, this scene was filmed, and no one else from the crew has said anything about it. And the only person that has ever said anything is Jodorowsky himself, and, like, he said it was a joke. I personally believe that. But I understand people that don't, and it's a very strange, weird, gray area because it's like, we will never know. Like, because Un- this unless woman, that unless actress, this woman, like, but she's probably dead because Jodorowsky, like, there's a good chance she's dead because people don't. Oh, well, yeah. Like, because she was just like a random, like, poor Chilean woman, probably, or like Spanish woman. So mm. I'm just like, you don't get to be super old when you're poor. Yeah, and, I certainly hope. But it's it's just a weird. I don't think it actually happened. Um, and I think it's important that the context is that he was the only one that ever said that happened, and he's also said that he was just doing it for pub- publicity. I think a lot of people forget that when they bring that up, and I think it's good to have all sides of the story. And I completely understand people that don't want to watch it because of that. However, if you do want to watch it, it's a good movie. Here. Just because I'm curious, because I found the scene that you were talking about with, like, the eggs, but I didn't find the actual, like, rape scene that you they, were talking they, about. She, she, he tears off her clothes, and he, like, jumps on her, and then he cuts. Okay. Um, That's why, like, because it's like, there isn't even really a scene where it happens. Okay. That's what's so strange about it. And that's why I, I lean more towards, like, yeah, that's just a publicity statement he made. It's it's a very strange, very strange thing. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's important to know this historical context either way, no matter what actually happened. Yeah, just have all the information that you can on it and but, make your own judgments based on that. But Jodorowsky over the years has said a lot of things, so that's why I lean more towards... Yeah, he was just saying that. Because he does say things just to fuck with people a lot. Yeah. And he's said, like, multiple times since then. He's like, yeah, that was a really shitty thing for me to say. And, like, I'm not going to just be like, yeah, it was a different time, so it's okay. It wasn't okay then. But it has been 50 years. So, like, I do think he's a much different person. Not that, like, so, like, if he said that as, like, a joke, I don't think the joke's okay. But I do think he's been a, like, better person since then. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of, like, 
skimming through looking for that exact part. I'm like pretty close to it. I'm at the part where they're like at the water. Um, Which is like right after he leaves with her. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Thomas, what did you give the film? I think a 10. Wow. Honestly. Wow. Maybe a 9. I don't know. 10, you said it. He said it. He locked it in here first, folks. You can never deny that Thomas Griffin said this film is perfect. It is his new favorite film. That's what he because just I give a said. Film a he just said that. Better. He said, this is, this. I like this more than Little Shop of Horrors. He just said that. Just because I gave Little Shop of Horrors a 7 out of 10 doesn't mean it's not my favorite movie. No, you just said this is your new favorite movie. You just said it. Oh, yeah, because anything that's rated 10 out of 10. No, no, you just said it. I I said. You said, sorry, I'm going to, here, go ahead and talk. Yeah, yeah, I'm not It's my new friend. Yeah, that sounds exactly like me. Why'd you just talk twice? Oh, anyway, wait, I. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see what you're talking about here. Yeah. It's it's very weird, and uh, watching the scene with that context is very strange. But like the scene, it's just it just doesn't make sense. Like that, no one in the crew would say anything, and only Jodorowsky said something. Yeah, I I, I think it, I I I'm leaning just based off of like how little information there is about it, and based off what I'm like seeing here. In the film? Because, I mean, she... Unless they, like, filmed this scene at, like, the very tail end of her being part of this production. No, they didn't. That's that's the thing. I don't I don't see why she would, like, stick around. Yeah, plus, exactly. there, there's, like, the scene where it's but, happening, and like, then it cuts and to a shot of said, her screaming said, in the ocean. There's also been things where he said they actually had sex, which I don't necessarily... Like, well, isn't there I that scene later that. in the movie where they're like, where well, I'm, it shows like them right like there? He, sex he said, the "What I think, I do really think, like it might have been a translation error, and he just meant that they were like having like very in the moment sex kind of thing, like they were channeling the scene." Maybe he said it because was like I do think he probably had sex with her, because, like just. Because that's the kind of thing yeah. Joe Dorowski would do. He's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. We're going to be in the moment. <laughs> so that's what I think. I'm going to watch the movie. How's the movie? I gave the movie an eight. So our average is a nine, which makes it, I think, our highest average. Is it? Uh, Eraserhead might have been a nine as well. Because you gave that a ten, right? Yeah. And I gave it a nine. Joe gave it an eight. So, yeah. This and that are both nines. So. Two very great. Five pretty, like, comparable directors, I guess. Like, in, not not in the sense, like, they make similar movies, but that they're kind of similar people because they're both crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you kind of have to be to make, like... That's why I'm so good at making movies. Have you seen the D-Dosser? <laughs> um, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, this this movie is great. I really enjoy it, and I look yeah, forward to. I, I thought it was great as well. Rewatching it in the future, and rewatching his other movie, The Holy Mountain, and I look forward. Santa Sangre is great. I look forward to Santa Sangre, and I also did I I probably just butchered the pronoun. Is it Santa Sangre or Santa Sangre? Sangre. Okay, 
Uh, that and uh, the dance of reality. Dance of reality and uh, what's the other one? Endless poetry. Yeah, I also want to see endless poetry quite a bit. I have them all on my. Uh, I also want to see Tusk because I've heard it's very racist. Mm. Which is weird because I'm like I, I would assume one of his an enthusiastic. You're like movie. I love racism. I love watching racist movies because those are. The Tusk and the Rainbow Thief are the ones that are not well-received, and I really want to see those. Because hmm. uh, I love bad movies. All right, you want to talk about the next You want to talk about Harvey Crabbit? So, Thomas Griffin, what did you choose last week? It was a movie from 2014. It's a documentary. It's it called... 2013. Oh, just kidding. It might have been 2014. It, I mean, it might have had, like, early 2013 screenings. I don't know. But yeah. dates that are posted online aren't always, like, correct for, like, IMDb and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it is a documentary following a man who is named, uh... Fucking... Fucking Nickel? It's... Back. Matt is the obsessed guy with who's trying to find him. Mark? Mark... Art and craft. Fuck, what is his last name? It's something... Lowen, no. Uh, Landis, Mark Landis. Mark Landis. Mark Landis is a man with um, a couple of mental health issues, I guess. Um, He's been out of... He was in a couple of... Or he was in one, specifically. Yeah. uh, uh, Mental hospital for a bit. But his whole shtick is he's a great artist. He's a beautiful artist, but he likes to troll people. This is a movie about trolling, masterful trolling. Pretty much. What he does is he'll print out paintings and then remake them, pretty much. For the most part, he'll redo the painting like in its entirety and then just gift them to museums and be like, hey, hey, they're hanging up a fake painting. Yeah, and because he's like donating them to the museums for free. Technically, he's doing nothing illegal. Yes. Um, But that doesn't make it, like, there's this guy named Matt Matt, who's the fucking worst. Yeah, he was like a security guard for... I'm gonna take this guy down. Yeah, I I think this this movie follows, like, two different... And I don't use this word like I'm not using it necessarily like harshly against both of them. I I think the Matt guy is kind of a loser. I'm not gonna lie, but I think hey, I Matt, think Mark. Fuck you. I think Mark's kind of a loser too. But I think Mark is like a cooler loser, if you know. What I, I mean, mean, Mark. I think Mark's cool. It's just Mark's has a sad life. Yeah, they they both have like, like very. Mark has like reasons for not. Being outgoing, yeah, he, he's like, had like he has mental breakdowns. Health he's got like yeah. schizophrenia. Yeah. He was like, very, was... very close with his and mother. And then Matt's like, Matt's like, yeah, I got ADHD. I'm like, shut the fuck. Yeah, up, there's a scene where he's like ADHD or OCD or whatever. Yeah, he's like, he it's doesn't like, those even two, know what those he are two has. Different things. There's like, those are completely different things, and I can guarantee you don't have OCD. I have ADHD, and never once have I been like. Oh yeah, you gotta get it mixed up with that other thing, OCD. It's like no, it's uh, like you're making a thing. mockery of this whole establishment, you bitch. It's like now, and he's like such a dick the entire movie, Matt. 
Like Mark Landis is just like, do you like this painting? He's just like this little little guy. He kind of looks like um, Dana Carvey in the turtle suit. You know who I think he kind of looks like? Um, you know the scientist from Creation of the Humanoids? Yeah. I think he kind of looks like that. Have you seen, uh, do you watch Report of the Week? On YouTube, he does fast food reviews. He wears a suit. Oh, yeah. He looks like him. He also sounds like him. They have the same speech patterns. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if, like, when, uh, fucking Review of the Week, is that his name? Report of the Week. Report of the Week. Running I, on empty. I, 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 I've watched a few of his videos. I, I'm not a regular watcher, but I, I, think, food he, review. I think he's wholesome. I enjoy his Food content. Reviews. Yes, I know. Food review. Food reviews. Food reviews. Uh, when he gets older, I can see him looking like if he loses his hair. Yeah, like Mark Landis. So Mark Landis is like sixty or something. Yeah, like, he's he's an older guy, and uh, his mother passed away a couple of years prior to the film, and he literally just sits at home. Uh, his mother was fairly wealthy, or his father was, so he's like set for life, and he just makes these paintings, like these beautiful paintings, or like sometimes he'll just like, take this, like, painting and he'll take a picture of it and he'll just paste it on something and then paint over it yeah. to make it look like a painting. And then be like, here you go. Like, the whole movie is just like, look at all this stuff he's done. And it's really funny because all the people that it's infected, like, all these people that work as museums that are at museums, not as museums, at museums that are supposed to be these, like, professional people that can, like, tell a painting from a counterfeit or, like, I hope he fucking rots in prison. I'm like, calm the fuck down. He gave it to you for free and you shouldn't hope that for somebody that's like, ooh, I just want... Because there's a part of him that's like, yeah, I just want people to see more of this art. Yeah. I was like, Uh, calm down. It's, uh... Because not every museum would, like, put it up. Uh, th- he did this thing where he'd be like, if you are to put it up, where would you put it up? And they'd put it up for like maybe like 30 seconds just to sh- show him like his art hanging up on the wall. Yeah. And the main thing was he just liked tricking them. Yeah. It's just a good troll. But no harm that ruined everything. But yeah, this, this dude who used to work at this art museum uh, who uh he was eventually fired because he became too, too obsessed, obsessed with, with Mark the, Landis. Yeah, with the Mark Landis case. He was, like, contacting other museums. He was just like, how can, like, all these museums have the same painting at the same time? And he, he just took, like, Mark's trolling so fucking personally because he, like, met him for, like, five minutes. Because... He, he talks about it, he's like, that day that I met Mark, you he's know. Like, he messed he, with the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mark has no fucking idea who Matt is. Like, the entire movie, people are like, you know Matt's coming for you, right? He's looking for you. He's like, like I, I have no idea who this guy is. I couldn't have talked to him for more than yeah, five minutes. The, mo- the movie, pretty much, at the final, like, big scene is they, like, they have this big, like, event where they put up all his, like, Pictures. They yeah. put up like a ton of the stuff he's done, and they basically and Mark do Landis gallery. brings him a bunch of stuff. They do a gallery for him, pretty much, and they're like, "No, he's it's not really. It's point. not really for him. It's to show like how to find the differences." And I'm like, "It's for him. What are you talking about? You can't just can't just pretend it's not for him." Yeah, and then and then he meets Matt again. He's like, "Yeah, I don't really remember you. Um, we must have only like talked for like five minutes. I don't really understand you." 
<laughs> my my favorite part was a part where he's like, you know, I haven't read a single email. I haven't read a single email from Every you. time I, I, I was just so afraid that, it was going to be like bad, bad news. news. So I just don't read emails. But if you send another. Yeah, but anyone, any email that you send me after today, I will read it. Like, Mark because we're, we're just, all, he's just a nice now. guy. Yeah, he's just this he's like just nice, like this old, nice, sweet, older man who just. He's a little mischievous, but and he just wants to get up to a little mischief, just a little trickery. Yeah, and it's not trickery that doesn't like really hurts people. And this gets into like an argument on like, is it ethical to like counterfeit paintings and show them off from like famous artists? It's it's an art. It's a debate for people that are really into art. Me, who's not really into paintings and stuff think that there's, like, really nothing unethical about paintings, like, counterfeit paintings that are being given away for free and they're being shown to the public so the public can see more from, like, artists that, like, used to be alive. I don't see anything unethical about Uh, that. I'm not, like, an art major or anything. I'm not, like, a professional by any, like, fucking... I've seen your thumbnails. You are. (laughs) I'm not talking about, like, my art. I'm talking about, like, in terms of, like, You're appreciating an old... Because yeah. I've got, like, art books of, like, Da Vinci, yeah. uh, Michelangelo, uh, Van Gogh, like, the the basic big guys, you know, the big dogs. Uh, got Caravaggio, I got... I've got, I've got, I got some Linguini. stuff. I don't have Linguini, but... I got Luigi's Mansion. I, I do have that for GameCube. For the GameCube. Uh, Get her dude. But I'm I'm not like diehard into paintings, but I I do really like, you know, looking at old paintings. I think they're a window into the past, and I think it's really cool that if it's like preserved right, it you can have something that lasts so long. Uh, and it's cool to have like the original version intact. Yeah, but, I don't see anything. Uh, I yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it personally either. Like uh, like. You were saying earlier, he does it to kind of like, he just thinks people, more people should be looking at these paintings. Which I agree. Like, and even like, I get maybe like, oh, this isn't the original, but it's like, if you're so bad at your job that you can't do a little research, like, that's why I agree with Matt. Like, they're like, these people don't do any research on the stuff they get to see that like other museums have it. I'm like, that's just you being a dumbass. Yeah, or, like, any because investigation like, of any sort to see, like, is this painting, like, anywhere? Because I see, like, that would be great if, like, Mark Landis could have, like, an actual, like, rotating gallery where he, like, just does replicas of stuff. And, like, they pan. That'd be amazing. I want Mark Landis to get more work. Yeah, because there, there are tons of people who do, like, fucking recreations yeah. of, like, old art. Recreations are important because... The problem is... Not, your art piece won't always survive, and it's and nice to have... your art pieces, the big ones, are going to be in places that, like, poor people that are not in the same state or not in the same place as you, they won't be able to see it. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have recreations available. Having it in a book isn't the same. You're not going to be able to, like, see the texture on the painting. You're not going to be able to, like, see it in real life. Yeah. It's not as big of a problem <coughs> today... Because we have, like, the internet and we can, like, look at, like, the actual fucking high-res, uh, like, Sistine yeah. cha- Chapel paintings. But still, but it isn't the same. It, 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 like, it's nice, like, if you're into that kind of stuff. Like, let's say, like, maybe I want fucking Mike Michelangelo's Final Judgment 
hanging up on my wall. I can fucking do that through, you know, <sighs> someone repainting it. Yeah. And yeah, like I don't I don't see a problem with it. Uh especially these people like long, long dead. Like so replicas of this like there's no money going to benefit these people. Mm-hmm. And a replica is just helping to preserve their image. Oh yeah. So I, I just don't I don't see a problem. Especially in the case of like if the art like the original art doesn't last cuz like back when like these paintings were like commissioned uh some paintings would have like just different artists paint them because obviously the world wasn't at a place where you could just have fucking oh god uh like paintings traveling all over the place and, like, surviving, so you would have, like, you would hire professionals to, like, repaint, like, a copy of it, and then, like, rich people would, like, put them in their houses, because hmm. that's where paintings went, if not for the church, rich people, because oils and paints used to be pretty expensive Oil. back in the day, depending on the materials you were working with, different periods of time, uh, but yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of art pieces that are in, like, private collections because art collecting is a rich man's game. It you know? is. So that's exactly. why I think it's... That's why I was like, ah! Yeah. Ah! Poor people deserve to see things, too! Exactly. That's my whole point. Yeah. Personal that's opinion. Pretty much, that's pretty much my... If you're my a rich person, thing. you buy an original print of something and you don't put it up in a museum, you're a dick. Yeah. That's that's literally all I really had to say about the movie. Yeah, like, I just wanted to talk about like that. It's because it's a, it's a pretty straightforward movie. It's Mark Landis being mischievous for an hour and a half, and then them giving him a gallery. Yeah, I, and then him being like, "I won't do it anymore." Yeah, I think it's a really interesting documentary. It's like one of those like kind of like, wow, this is such a, like a wacky, weird but totally, like, realistic situation that could happen through just legal loopholes and stuff that it it's interesting to watch and it's interesting that they were able to, like, m- capture, like, the tail end of it yeah. in documentary and we get to, like, witness it and it's, like, forever on film. And it's, like, it's cool because you don't always, like, capture kind of, like, stuff like this. Yeah, I camera. love niche documentaries. Like, like, yeah, that was a, that was great. That was a great addition of the podcast. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm a genius, but it's just it's important to have these small stories, like small scale stories, oh, yeah. because that's what people are. Like, I love seeing stories of people from around the world, and even though I think Matt's a cunt, I'm glad I got to see his side of the story. Yeah, because I mean. <laughs> Although I don't agree with him and, like, what... But it's so funny because he's such a dick about it. And, like, so many other people are. But then there's, like, one other guy in it who's, like, working for a magazine or something. And he puts on the gallery. Like... Yeah. Uh, he's, I think he's a professor, actually, at the university. Um, and he's just like, no, I don't, I don't agree with you, but I, I, I don't think you're evil. Like, I don't think you're doing it in a mean way. She's like, oh, thank you. I'm Mark Landis. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, I, that guy, Matt, I probably only met him for like five minutes. <laughs> he, got, he says that probably like five times throughout the day. Why do you think you haven't been arrested? 
because uh, I'm not doing anything illegal. Just if you like watching like an old man just kind of whisper for an hour and a half and like make paintings, this is a perfect movie. Yeah, I, I think that this is a really fun documentary. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Yes, I, I do too. What did you give the film? Probably same, like, same probably thing like as seven. The, yeah, I also gave it a seven. So, uh, if we do the math there, that's seven plus seven. It's fourteen, 14 out of ten. Out of ten, but then we. Multiplied by nine, nine eleven, divide by three, divide by nine by twenty three point three 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 point six nine. So seven is our average today. Um, so yeah, both the films we watched, we both really enjoyed. Yeah, uh, Thomas has a new favorite film, the El Topo. Um, <laughs> So anyway, next week we're gonna be remember same thing. We're gonna do a classic, which is Thomas's pick. Oh, I can see it in his eyes. He's excited, and uh, I'm picking a contemporary. Oh, gosh. Uh, and I told I told Thomas I was gonna pick something really bad. I told you about the signal today because that was gonna be one of my options. Okay. But I'm like, or I can just talk about it because I needed to talk about it. So, what what do you got for next week planned? All right. Answer me one question, London. Trash? What, are you going to pick a bad movie, too? Maybe. Depends on your answer here. One's, in my opinion, a bad movie. And one's a pretty good movie. Okay, trash or? Trash or teenage. Or tap. Can I know the years from these films? Uh, one is from 1990, and the other one is from the 60s. I don't know the exact year off the top of my head. Let's go, let's go trash. God damn it, okay. Fine, teenagers. No, you no, no, like, no, teenagers. You pick trash, no, you're so like, I'm going to give do, you no the trash teenagers. answer. I changed my mind. You don't get a change Fine, trash. Mind. All right, Mondo Trasho by John Waters. Ooh, you didn't like that one. I didn't finish it. Nice, because was that bad? Uh, that and... Well, it, it's not... I, I didn't, like, stop it for, like, the purpose of, like, this is bad. I wanted to finish it, which is why I'm doing it on the podcast here. But, yeah, no, it was bad from what I saw of it. Not good. But you love Apparently John Waters isn't a big fan of this movie either. And, I mean, I like what I've seen of John Waters, but I haven't watched... The only movie I've seen of his is uh, Crybaby with Johnny Depp. You haven't seen the original... Uh, I haven't seen, like, Pink Flamingos. Hairspray? I have not seen the original Hairspray. I'm trying to figure out... I've seen the John watch. Travolta Hairspray with uh, Zach Getfraw and Amanda Bynes, but I haven't seen the John Good Travolta luck hairspray. finding a copy of Mono Trasho. You're probably gonna have to buy it or not. That's all I'm going to say. Is it on YouTube? Nope. Not that I'm aware of. It probably would get taken down. Some movies like sneak Um. Anyway. Thomas, what do you think of Smosh? I fucking hate you. Oh my god. Are you really going to subject... Either one of them is going to be bad. I know it. Oh, God. I'm gonna pick Ghostmates. Ghostmates. Ah. 
I've seen Smosh the movie, but the second Smosh movie, Ghostmates, that's got to be a good one, right? You can't make two bad films in a row. It's impossible, right? Yeah, maybe. So, you know, Ghostmates is available through YouTube Red. I actually changed my mind. I don't want to do Mondo Trash. What the fuck? It's hard to find. I want people to be able to actually watch the movie I'm going to suggest. So I'll go with the teenage one. I'm sorry, audience. Thomas is a liar. We're going to get merch that says Thomas is a liar. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. You're doubting Thomas, huh? What's your pick then? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. I haven't seen it. What? I haven't seen... I've only seen the third from that trilogy. What? Which I've heard is the worst. What? Yeah. Well, I, I agree with that. I don't like that one. But, but they make the pizza. I like the first... I, I almost watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like two days ago. So I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> what do you mean? You could have just counted that and been like, oh, I already watched it. Great. No. That's rude. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, It's free on Voodoo with ads. Cool. I'm sure you can find it other places. It's like a dollar to rent most places. Yeah, it's pretty good. I really enjoyed this movie. I haven't seen the first or the second. But I've seen the third one. Well, where they have the pizza. You pizza don't. Frisbee. You don't have to. I might end up watching both of them. Whoa! Wait, is this the full movie on YouTube? <laughs> it's it might be. The first one's much better than the second one. Like the first one feels like a real movie, but the second one's like lots of fun. Is that the one with the ooze? Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles in a half shell. You don't like the time travel plot of the third one? I didn't, no. But they got the lantern, and she's got the MP3. She's got, like, a Walkman. They're like, are there little people in there? There's the part where they're doing the crazy dance with the lampshades on their head. Exactly. And the fucking bad guy. I haven't seen the movie in, like, 12 years. Phases into the water. Um, yeah, so that's on Voodoo. Uh, my movie's on YouTube Premium. So, if you want to use YouTube Premium, just get a free trial. You're lucky I have a YouTube Premium subscription. Oh. Yeah. So, I'm very excited to watch Ghostmates. Uh, what if you just think, wow, this was better than El Topo? <laughs> what if Jodorowsky made a Smosh movie? It would probably be the best movie. Oh, one last thing I want to bring up. Jodorowsky's son, uh, Brontus Jodorowsky, he's the one in El Topo with him. Yeah, he also, uh, in Dance of Reality, apparently he plays Jodorowsky's father. Oh! Yeah, so that's that's a fun fact, because uh, Dance of Reality is yeah, like... Uh, no, Endless Poetry does that. Or, oh, no, he... Oh, the, uh, I guess Endless Poetry is like a sequel to Dance of Reality. Uh, I didn't know that. I know uh, he plays of, the same character. Yeah, but Dance of Reality is a um, like an autobiographical in the style of Jodorowsky. So, but he's also he's barely in any. He hasn't been in very many films like over the last like fifty years. But he's was in 
the sequel to Fantastic Beasts last year. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that's funky. I think, um, didn't, I was reading, did, Jodorowsky, like, did a sequel to El Topo. Uh, what? Yeah, he, I think he did two of them based off what I was reading, because it follows the sun afterwards. It's, it, it's not called, like, the second, here, let me, I think it was on IMDb where I read that. What do you mean? I don't see anything here. Give me a second, I'll see. What do you mean? Give me a second and I'll see if I can find it. Was it a movie? As far as I know. I, I just read it, like, somewhere when I was, like, kind of reading about the... F- oh, in the lie movie. In the what? The lie of the movie. The lie of the movie. The lie of the movie. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, this was a long-ass podcast. Yeah. Talking about, El to- talking about Tim Allen for an hour. Talking about El Topo for an hour. Should I have picked the Santa Claus 3 instead? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I can't You're so say- excited for Ghostmates. I, oh, God. Okay. Do you want me to change it to one of the movies that Logan Paul's in? No. No. I could pick the thinning. I mean, at least I liked Smosh when I was a kid. Yeah. So I might derive some small shred of enjoyment. You don't like Logan things. Paul? You're I, not in Logan? No, I'm not a Logan Are Paul. Are you a Jake Pauler? I'm not a Jake Paul. Which one are you? You have to choose. Which one? Uh, it's team like Team Edward or Team Jacob kind of thing. All right. Which one uh, was in the Suicide Forest? That was Logan. So probably Jake, just because he didn't do that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm was... sure they both have their fucking controversies. So I guess this is like a catch-22 that I'm in. But, you yeah. know. Well, we both. Uh since the early 90s, Joe Doraski has been attempting to make a sequel to El Topo. Originally oh, called... So he did it. Hold on. The Sons of El Topo. Los Hills del Topo. Sometime between 1996 and 2002, this was changed to... Spider-Man. I can't pronounce that word. But uh, due to ownership disputes with Alan Klein... Oh, it was changed. The name was changed due to ownership disputes. Oh, I thought you were going to say the movie's, like, made, but it's, like, hidden. Let me see. Additionally, the name of the character El Topo, the mole, was changed to El Toro, the bull. Uh, Jodorowsky stated, I am now working on a, uh, is it Franco-Canadian or Franco-Canadian? I don't know what it would be. My guess is Franco. Franco. Just. Franco. Franco? Franco. All right, we're going with Franco. Let us know if James we're wrong Franco in the comments. Franco Canadian, no. yeah. Uh, uh, Jodorowsky stated, I will, am now working on a Franco-Canadian production called Ablicane, which is a new version of the same project. The character El Topo has become El Toro. A single slash added on the letter P changed the subterranean 
wrapped into a charging bowl. A 2002 article in The Guardian stated that longtime Jodorowsky fan Marilyn Manson was attached to star in the film as Kane. Set in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, the plot would follow Kane as he teams up with his long-lost brother, Abel, uh, to battle an enemy adept at technology witchery, and in doing so, overcome the curse that marks their destiny. In 1996, oh, a teaser poster was released, even though no footage had actually been shot. However... <laughs> Children are just like, ah, just release the poster. Yeah. However... Due to uh, Jodorowsky's difficulty to raise money for the project, as of 2007, the project appears to have been put on hold indefinitely. Damn, that's sad. I would... Because that sounds pretty good. I could be in it. As... Marilyn Manson. What? No, I'd, I'd want Marilyn Manson. I wouldn't. <laughs> Dude. I'd like Marilyn Manson fine, but I wouldn't... I don't... See him as that. It's like, oh, Jodorowsky's son. Perfect. You know who should do it? Kevin James. Anyway. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's it. Yeah, so just a reminder. Get going I guess don't watch Mondo Trasho. I mean, Unless you, can. you want to. We won't be. I guess. I mean... Dickhead. So watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostmates starring Ian Hickox and, and Anthony Padilla. 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 I'm so excited, dude, to watch such a trash movie. <laughs> that could truly be the Mondo Trasho movie. Next week, is it Modern Picks? What? For me? Yeah. No, Ghostmates is a classic movie. <laughs> I, I'm going to get you next week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you suffer. Oh, good. You make me watch Pocahontas. Is that modern? Yeah. Came out the same, about the same time as Lion King. Because that's the whole thing, Lion King. I guess, I guess it's like just right above the cut of modern. Lion King is the, like. I know that uh, they were, they were like, like expecting Pocahontas to be the big one, and Lion yeah. King was kind of the underdog that. Blew it out of the water. God, I fucking hate Pocahontas. Okay, bye, everybody! Tell your grandma! Tell your grandma! Tell your grandma!